私はジェイクファインです。We podcast and we know things there. ようこそ。Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 173 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall and alongside of me, back from, where'd you go? Maryland? California, Maryland, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My co host, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Pass my class. Flyers are winning three nothing. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. We got an awesome show lined up. If the last hour has been any indication, we are going to have so much fun during this episode. We're super psyched on it. Episode 173. Happy to have you back, Sam. I missed you last week. I got a little spoiled because for the first time ever, I did zero notes. Oh, uh, that, that is so good. But we hey, I appreciate talked. you. You and Jim Newybauer, you guys held it down. Yeah, we sure did. Did you listen yet? I did not. I'm, I'm, just, I'm still I'm like four episodes back. Yeah, I... My backlog is real. Two hours and 47 minutes of Pokemon, and I didn't take a single note. It was great. Jim did the rundown. Oh, he wow. Did he did he, it all. He took head. So now, you, now you, you feel like me. Now you're like, oh, this is how Sam feels. Yo, bro, I was like, I I wanted to text you and be like, yo, you got it this week? <laughs> you got it this week? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was spoiled for last week. But I appreciate Jim stepping in. I appreciate Jim's first ever podcast of any kind. Came in. He rocked it. Awesome. It only took us two hours to get started, and we only ended at 11.15. So, like – PM. So I give you uh, credit because I would have been. I'm. I'm gonna go to bed. I was like, uh, there were very many times I was like, can we just cut this shit? Like yeah. I gave him the look. Like I'm we, we done. We done. Because then I had to edit it. I fell asleep editing it, so I was two hours late putting it to the. Oh, end. that's why it was late. Okay, it came out at seven thirty, not five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know. So I woke up at six and wind it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, thank you for everybody coming in. We appreciate you very, very much. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, we go through all of the week's nerdy news you can send us an email with any of your nerdy questions we answer them on the air we podcast and we know things at gmail.com all one word and two weeks ago we made a huge announcement to our patreon we just wanted to shoot a quick reminder at even one dollar one dollar a month 20 cents what a week 20 cents a week, you can help us at 25, usually 25 cents a week. You can help us out uh, by supporting the show, keeping the mics on, and we're going to give you a bonus episode every single month just for $1. So anybody who can help us out, we appreciate you. But of course, as always, the pod will always be free to listen to because we just love doing it so damn much. Uh, we're going to start off tonight as we do with our pick of the week up front. We're going to move into trivia. Then we got a really fun, really cool interview uh, with the person who's finally, we can announce, who's done our outro music. Uh, that is Jake Fine of Origami Crane. He's been on the show before. Uh, he also does a lot of solo work. He's actually got a solo single, his third of 2020, already out now. So uh, go check that out. We'll talk a lot about that in our interview. So he comes on the show, joins us for about a half hour. Uh, then when we're back from that, we're going to go to the movie section. Then television. Sam will take over for gaming. I'll take over back for music. We have a couple stories in the other section, uh, including our top three for the evening. Our top three dinosaurs. I'm yeah. super psyched. Dude, I, the story dropped. I was hype as shit. Greg's like, Sam, you have any idea? And I was like, I don't even tell you the story dropped yet. I just said, top three dinosaurs. He was a in <laughs> uh let's see there will not be a cgc spotlight of the week this week because sam is lazy <laughs> I, I wouldn't say lazy but let's just say your boys in the process of doing probably the biggest trade cash deal 
of oh, my life. Jesus. And I cannot this like people have texted me saying you gotta tell me to book. Juan, I'm sorry I can't tell you yet. Uh we also have some holy shit news to share. We are not gonna share it on this podcast, but we will by the time you're pr- <sighs> If you listen to it first thing on Friday morning, it's probably not going to be there. I would check our Facebooks around Friday afternoon, uh, maybe into Saturday, for some holy shit news regarding the show next week. We are super duper excited to share it. And when I tell you, I told the news to Sam, he went, oh, shit. Yeah, and I I, I want to almost tease it even a little I, bit I, more. I, I just don't. Just don't. Because it's got to be – listen, Sam, we're just trying to be the best. I, I would just say if you're – <laughs> if you're in, you know, in your, you know, upper twenties, early thirties, I think this is going to hit home for you. I'm, I'll just leave it at that. We did drop a hint in there, but yeah, we'll that's, see. that's fair. Uh, and then, uh, so again, check our social medias at we podcast and we know things on Instagram, um, at Greg talks a lot at Samuel Matur on Twitter. And then on our Facebook, the news will be there at some point in this weekend. Uh, and we're so psyched for it. We will say it, it will be a bonus episode. Yes, it will. So it that, that we can, that we can tell you yeah. it will be a bonus episode. Uh, and then, like I said, movies, TV, gaming, all the good stuff. So let's start it out. Sam, you're back. I want to hear yours first. What's your pick of the week? Pick of the week. I, I meant to actually see this in theaters, what, a year or two ago when it came out. I, I just never got around to it. I finally saw it. American Assassin. I don't know if you saw it. Dylan O'Brien, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Taylor Kitsch. So it's about, it, it's based on Vince Flynn's 2010 novel of the same name. Basically, like a young CIA recruit gets recruited. They have to take down some, I, I don't even want to say too much, the bad guys. I'll just say that. Yeah. But. It's a 34% of Rotten Tomatoes. But again, we never, I don't we give don't a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. Again, one of my favorite movies, Gone in 60 Seconds, it only has a 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I love, don't give I, I love the room. So. And, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, you know, the, the movie, it did it did okay. I think it was like a $30, $40 million budget. I think they said it made around 70 Just this action thriller. Dylan O'Brien, he was from The Maze Runner, that, that trilogy based on the books. He was really good. Michael Keane, you know who he is. And Taylor Kitsch, who I really like. You know him in uh, Friday Night Lights. I know him in John Carter and all that stuff. But if you need a nice action thriller with some awesome fight choreography, check out American Assassin. You will be very pleased to know that The Room has dropped from three to five on my favorite movies list. There I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. That so thing good. you do still reigns supreme. Good. Good. Hearts Beat Loud still number two. Yeah. Chef has moved in Great. to the three spot. Great. And, and Marriage Story has moved into my top five. I, I, I'm going back and retconning our 2019 movies I of had, the year. I ate at the best food cart. It's called Cond Gyro, Greg. I, I haven't, what does that have to do? With I'm just, you, you said chef. I thought of his food truck. It brought me to the food cart. I just I just brought me back. Just, I thought you were going with a matter story like you saw Adam no, Driver there. No. Yo, <laughs> if you're in South Philly, check that out. John Gyro card. That's all I got to say. It's, it's the best. That's the best actually card. Sam's pick of the week. <laughs> It could have been because I had it today. Get the, get, get the extra white, three lines of hot. That's the key. And if you really want to go nuts, one line of barbecue. That's it. Get nice lamb, chicken, rice. Done. That's it. Sounds delicious. I'm, I'm, I'm starving right now. My pick of the week is a television series that I was two years late on, similar to your pick of the week where you wanted to see it a couple uh, years ago. We've talked about it on this show before that we both want to see it. Neither one of us have until now. I am now on episode two of season two of Ozark. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, we, we talked. 
I, I all I said was it's banging. That's all I told you. So you don't know my full feelings on it besides the fact that it's banging. It's your pick of the week. So but that it. was after episode one that I texted you that. So yeah. there still had to be a whole season left. And even after the season and the first episode of season two, it's still my pick of the week. I had no doubts just because of all the love I hear about the show. It's on my list. I will get to it. It, 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 it I, you know, I'm one to like over exaggerate. I know that. It's got a bump to the top of your list. It has to. Mm. It's that good. Um, I, it's breaking bad levels of good. I believe it. And uh, it actually reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad. It reminds me of Breaking Bad sans the the meth, but plus the I, thing. I'm not I, gonna like. I know. Tell I know a little bit. I don't want to give I away. I don't. I don't even want to say it. But I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. But I do yeah. know a little. A little nugget. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know where it falls. So season three drops March 27th yep. uh, this year. I would imagine, based on trends, that that season's going to be in my top three at the end of the year. That's how good this show is. I'm predicting. Uh, after just, dude, I started watching it this week. So after a week, this show has got me by the hooks. Like it's the show where when you're not watching it, you're thinking about it. There is so much fucked up shit that yeah. happens in that oh, show where you say to yourself no and then like even when that thing turns out to be redeeming and that it didn't happen or that it turned out to be okay it still sits with you that like what, what if? if yeah i got you oh yeah. man dude and it's like, on my list one of my favorite things about this show is it has very little there is dumb shit that i look at ashley and i'm like that was pretty fucking stupid but that's with every show yeah. um it it has very little tropes like it doesn't follow the typical show structure a lot where you think oh this person's going to be saved at the last second magically by the guy who just happened to be there like in so many other shows but it also doesn't go the total opposite it finds a really nice medium of shock value thriller kind of like can't breathe, can't okay. wait to see it. Jason Bateman is so unbelievable. Yeah, I, I already love him anyway. He's so. really good in The Outsider on HBO. I started watching that as well. Um, and not as good. I'm in episode four. But then I, that's what got me to watch Ozark because I was like, dude, I'm kind of in like a Jason Bateman You thing saw him right in a now. different light a little and bit. And I was like, yeah. fuck, dude, this is not the Jason Bateman that I know from the, the like the mid-2000s. He has yeah. changed immensely and he's done really great work. So I'm at work and uh, I'm in a meeting and for, with with a bunch of the new recruits, the new hires, and the trainer asks us, introduce yourself, how long you've been with this organization, what do you do, and your favorite, or no, and the show you're currently binging. Okay. And it gets to me, I say da 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 da, and my show I'm currently binging is Ozark. <laughs> Dude, one of my friends who I work with looks over at me, he's like, you're two years late, pal. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> and that's that, great. And I was only like three episodes in, so it was at that moment where I was like, he loves this show, and he's saying that in front like, I got to go home and watch it. Yeah. So we've watched about two to three episodes a night nice. over the past week. I can't recommend it enough. It's on Netflix. Go watch Ozark. And I'm telling you that. I only have two episodes left of a show I'm watching, which will yeah. be my pick of the week, is they're having their final season drop, I believe, also in March. Cool. So I just wanted to finish that up, and then I can catch yeah. up on Ozark. And you're going to like Ozark, too. You're really going to like Ozark. So that that was our picks of the week. We're going to move into trivia before our interview with Jake Fine. The trivia is nine for me, four and a half for Sam, and our race to 11 win by two. Yeah, I don't got a shot. So I'll give you yours first. What game did Blanca make his first appearance in Street Fighter? Street Fighter 2. Correct. That is 10 to 4.5. I I personally 
feel good about this one. I don't. But I don't think you're going to get it. Okay. When I came up with this question, I said, this is a fucking no-brainer. And then I realized, how much do you like the Mighty Ducks movies? I, you, you may, I, I love them, but... It's been a while? It's been over 10 years. I ain't going to remember anything. Maybe. I remember Goldberg, Bombay. That's all I remember from the movies. And <laughs> Knuckle Puck. That's what I remember. So I'm going to punt this one. Yeah, this is a punt. I, I'm definitely going to need answers. All right. I will give you a full point with the answers. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. That's fair. Is that a fair That's thing? Fair. So I'm going to... Ooh, two points if you don't need the answers. Okay, I like one that. One point. I like that. Okay, right. I like is that, that good? Yeah, I like it. All right, cool. What was the name... In D3, in the third film, of the high school that the Mighty Ducks attend. No idea. I need the answers. I can't even fucking come up with a makeup name. Is it Blake Truman High? Is it Eden Hall? Is it The Goodwill Academy? Or is it St. Paul Vocational? You can just read them. I don't... Oh, I, you're going to see my top three. I don't want you to see my top three. There you go. What was the name of the school? Two points for St. Paul Vocational. Incorrect. It's Eden Hall. Dude, Eden you Hall. could have said that in Japanese and I wouldn't have got... <laughs> Speaking you know. of Japanese, we're going to move to an interview segment as it's now 10 for me, 4.5 for Sam. If I get one more correct, I win the trivia challenge. You, you won this and we tie it up two, at two months ago no, in we, my head. And we tie it up at two. Sam's going to give me a question. I say, what's my last name? <laughs> No, dude, I'm, I'm, I've been giving you dingers. I think I, uh, this is the I fourth thought. week in a row. Fourth week in a row. I've been I've giving got, you home runs. I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to go digging for something that's like you don't have any idea. I'd rather give you something that like it's in your realm. You know what I mean? Like, I figured you'd know this one. You don't need to do that. Though. Ah, but it's I don't know. When you don't I'm need like, to do that. What's the seventy seventh galaxy far from the sun? So like, what? But we're not an astrology podcast. Well, you never know. What if a story dropped like there's a meteor coming towards Earth right now? I could hit you with something. We have a – there is one. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, you might not be hearing this podcast because it might have hit Earth on Saturday morning at 6.05 Eastern time, a.m. So uh, there's a thing. And I, think, and I said astrology. I think I meant astronomy. <laughs> I can't remember if it's ology or omit. Uh, I'll do it. You're going to yeah. let it roll. I'm not 100% sure. But what I am 100% sure on is this interview we have with the very, very talented Jake Fine, who has been kind enough to give us our outro music. You're going to hear it during the interview. And then every single podcast moving forward, our new outro music. Thank you so much, Jake, uh, for coming on the show. We'll be back after the interview. Enjoy. All right. And as promised, we've been teasing it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, we're really finally excited to to do this. Uh, we are joined by our friend of the podcast, former guest, one of our favorite interviews from 2018, uh, joining us for the second time on the show, Jake Fine, who has we are lucky enough, I should say, to have Jake uh, do our outro music, which we're going to hear in just a moment. And then again, uh, on every single episode of the podcast moving forward. Jake, thank you so much for coming back on the show. How you been? Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, I've been, I've been okay. I've been doing a lot, been juggling a lot of things, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to like sit down and take time to chat with you two tonight. This is actually like a good, and just remember, spit from the routine. Yeah. And remember you can't move. We can't lose the signal, brother. I know. I'm like stuck. I'm stuck on the couch with with uh, my anime list on a laptop in front of me. But like, that's exactly where I want to be. So we're good. That's what I like to hear. If you saw the compromising position I'm sitting right now, I, I literally. So if I move my left hand 
for the next 20 minutes, you we won't hear you. Sam's about to take a photo of it, and I imagine yeah. it's going to go on yeah, our no, Instagram. No, I'll take a right. picture of it oh, for yeah, you, Jake, yeah, and I'll like send it up, to you. Am oh, I held up to the microphone right now? Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've done this too. Done We're this super too. fancy over here. Yeah, this is right. the magic of uh, audio <laughs> broadcasting. Low five podcasting. We're there. <laughs> Four years, you think we'd have a better setup. <laughs> We're working on it. No, it's we're more not. Complicated. I've, I've gone in, in like my head with the phone thing. It's harder than you think because um, you have to be able to like hear me back. So then how are you going to hear me back and get the audio to the computer? Right. And it's I'm hard, like actually complicated. I'm the lucky one who gets to wear the headphones. So I get to hear everything no matter what. Sam is the one who's got to be six inches from my cell phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> We've now gone inside baseball to people now know. Uh, this, is, this is yeah. This is this is what you guys do for your, your podcast. Yeah, you, you will die for your podcast. State of do. the state of the art. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we had John before um, a member of Origami Crane. One of like I said, one of the best interviews we've ever had. One of the best intros to our podcast there is on the planet. So thank you to you and Max for doing that. How are the guys? How are the guys, Samosi? Good. Um, they're doing well. Noah, it's like uh, Noah got married. Huh. Congratulations, um, Noah. So yeah, so a lot, a lot of it's like if you haven't heard about any of this stuff. So Noah got married, um, spent a while resolving a lot of um, immigration stuff because his wife is from from Mexico. So oh, wow. like I don't know what even what I'm like you know like I, I don't know legally. What to say, yeah. I don't want to step on any toes. Of course, but yeah. Anyways, anyways, I yeah they just had to you know apply for visas and get all this stuff approved. And um, Max and I were um, there was. Uh, that and our other roommate were the best men at his as weddings, so that happened. That's amazing. Oh, that's cool. How about um, Max? and then Max is now a registered nurse. What? Oh shit! My house has so, changed. I know. So, so yeah, Noah's teaching music full time and it is married, and Max is like working in the you know the medical industry right now. Um, at a uh, basically at like maybe some form of like hospice home where I'd have to verify with him. But, um, but yeah, which is, you know, very, very like serious career choice on his part. Um, his mom was a, is a registered nurse as well. So kind of runs in the family. So that's what, that's what he's up to. Man, yep. That's a crazy yeah. thing. A year will do. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like been a year of change, but everyone's doing well just, you know, in, but like in their own way, in their own hustle. So. Okay. So we got a year past. Did you watch any good anime lately? Maybe Trigun? Oh, I didn't watch Trigun, but I've watched so many good animes. It's hard to even, uh, it's hard to even remember. You I have mean, your list. So, Let's go. But you got the list though, but I'm, I'm a little upset with you that Trigun's not on that list. I'm a little upset. I, I ain't going to lie. It's 26 I episodes. Over it. It's, it's only 26. I know. I, all right. I, it's got to be next on my list, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, this year, like in terms of, modern releases i would think everyone was all about kimetsu no yaiba um which is like the one where um the guy whose sister becomes like a demon and he wanders around japan killing other demons um while trying to find a cure for her i mean so that one like that one was big this year and then i i just binged watched all of haiku with my girlfriend this last week so now the first are, one was that on netflix is it on Netflix? I know it's on the Japanese Netflix. I got a v- I have a VPN. <laughs> um, 
Uh, um, I'll, I'll check after. Don't worry, don't worry about it because it, it sounds good. No, I think it's on Hulu and Crunchyroll. Yeah, okay, okay. I think I saw it on Hulu. Is it only subbed? It's not dubbed, right? Not dubbed. Yeah, yeah. It's only subbed. Um, but well, well, I mean, that one I think just blew a lot of people away. Yeah, it's just really I re- I remember it. it in my Hulu picks because I I've in tw- late 2019, early 2020, I started to take a turn into the anime world. I took right. Sam's recommendation after 25 years of friendship and started watching Trigun. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll be pleased to know. Um, I, he's on episode episodes, two, 18, 18, <laughs> okay, 18. Good, good, good. I, I, I'm on season two of Hunter Hunter. Um, nice. I am, what else? I rewatched all of you Hawker show because yeah. that's like a yearly thing for me. I can't get enough. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll talk a little and, bit more about that later. Too. And legit. The only anime I, I think I legit watched in 2019. I literally watched all of Naruto and all of Naruto Shippuden. Oh my god! It, what a journey, it, dude! It was it, like like I needed a break after watching seven hundred plus episodes. I was like, I, I just know, need a break from anime for a minute. With did you do it with fillers or just? Um, I watched like every damn you watched episode. Everything. Well done. <laughs> but, well, I I skipped fillers. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, it, it it was it's. I'm a completist, so it's like DBZ. Like I can't just uh, watch right. the Kai. I have to watch the 292 episodes. You know, in full. right, right, right. But right. I I have no regrets. It, it was worth it. It was worth. It. I mean, it was great. It was. It was honestly, but like right when I had moved to New York, before things got pretty busy for me, and I, like I, I was just so glad to have something that just continued yeah, same, on same. and on. Yeah. But in a way that still you you stay invested the whole time. It's oh, amazing. A hundred percent. I'm still pissed because at the end he still never Okage. I'm like, God damn it! Do I gotta watch these kids? You gotta watch. Well, yeah, you gotta watch the kids, but like, I just, yeah, you know, I like closing the book on something when I close the book on it. So I, I haven't watched the, you know, the new stuff. You and me like both, a, brother. Yeah. So, so transitioning away from anime to music, uh, you have a new single coming out today. Uh, we are recording yep. this Thursday, the thirteenth. You're listening so to this. Yeah, you're listening yeah. to this on Valentine's Day or later. So you have a new single coming out today. Tell us about it. Yeah. So the single is called "Come Find Me," and. So, uh, first of all, the the writing process was a little bit different for this one. Um, what I did this time around is, you know, originally I'm I'm a professional guitarist, um, and I wrote the whole song on acoustic guitar, lyrics and all, everything, and it had this really like um, really bare and melancholy and kind of it's like sad, nostalgic feeling to it. Everything felt very distant and underwater um, as I was writing it. Um, and then what I did is once I had the lyrics and the chords, I decided to completely forget about guitar and produce the entire thing without guitar deliberately and then add guitar back in as the last element. Um, and this is kind of born of that different way of doing things. And I think what's, what's nice is it's, it's like, it's like pretty, it's melodic, um, and has that sense of like longing and distance um but it also it has like a popular a popular feel like it retained the pop aesthetic but it also i think the lyrics are really personal and have meaning so i was like juggling i was like i want this to be pretty but i want it to feel you know like sad and nostalgic and not happy but not too sad and i (laughs) and you know and like it's just me it's like i was challenging myself but i feel like anyways long story short I, i i feel like you know, it's a song that could be special to some people. So yeah, I, I hope I hope whoever's listening like checks it out, and hopefully they you know um, they can relate 
to the lyrics and they get some meaning out of it. You know, that would be my, my biggest wish. So was there anything in particular that kind of drove you to that decision to strip it from guitar and lay it in last? Yeah. Um, just wanted to make it harder it, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was that it felt like there was something lacking in my production when I, when I had something that I wrote on guitar and then I started the production on guitar then mm. it was so guitar focused. And when I started a production just based on the, the production itself, um, you know, which is like usually played out on a piano, but with a lot of different instruments, um, the different sounds, uh, then I always felt like it was missing something in terms of like melody writing and flow because I'm a guitarist first and I didn't have a guitar in my hand when I made it. So then what I, what I thought was like, well, why don't I write the whole thing in my natural state, then take that structure and make the whole production. And then I can bring guitar in if I want to later, but it won't be based on a guitar part anymore. So like purely, it'll be like purely music, purely lyric. I'll make the production and then I'll bring guitar back in and maybe that'll achieve like the balance that I'm looking for. And I think it did. So how long from start to finish? Oh God, right. Um, <laughs> 2014 <laughs> is six years. <laughs> Carry the no, one. Actually, I like, I like to think I'm pretty quick as a producer. Um, and so once I had, no, it's more a matter of like, I, I, I'm known for being hyper-focused and I get tunnel vision. So when I wrote Same. the song, I, yeah, exactly. And I just like went into it for like a week. Um, I just was in there and I couldn't be bothered to do anything else except for hash out the production. And then because I don't have enough money to like hire someone to mix it, I've got to mix it myself. And then that's the long haul. Then we're talking about like a month of revisions for mixing. And then we're talking about sending it over to the mastering engineer. And I always get feedback from the mastering engineer as like a safety net. So I say, is there anything preventing you from making this master as good as it can be? And they'll say like, you know, honestly, the fact that you have the keys in, in like mono instead of stereo here blocks the vocals. And then I'll go back into the mix and I'll change those things, send it to the mastering engineer and then finally complete it. And that will, you know, be like about, two months and i'm releasing a single every five weeks this entire year so i'm kind of oh, operating shit. yeah so i'm operating everything is like two months in advance I, um so i'll like i'll try to get the master finished to like set seven weeks before the release and then you i put it up for distribution five weeks before release so what you're saying yeah. is we're going to have you on the show every five weeks. <laughs> right? I would love that. I love that. You are more than welcome, Always. my friend. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. But, you know, I heard a statistic. Um, I don't know if it's accurate, but, uh, you know, that an artist to make their breakout these days without, without like big money behind them can take up to like 26 songs. Um, wow. Because because music has basically just become another form of content. You've you know you've seen, I guess you know if all the listeners now again. Like I don't know if you came here for anyone talking about social media, but I'm big on social media, and you know, basically like your music on Spotify is just another form of social media content in a sense. Um, and if you can, you know, create quality content 
good music and do it consistently, you have to because 40,000 songs are released a day on Spotify right now. So what a crazy that's, that's, that's number. madness. Now we yes, renewed just insanity. Now we reviewed all your previous singles on the podcast. Tell us something interesting about each one of them, including working through the weekend, which was an origami crane song. Right. You know, well, working through the weekend just felt like, it felt like, especially with the help of Noah, who's just the most amazing lyricist I know, is like just achieves the perfect balance of like of comedy yeah. in a in a pop single. I just had never felt like that had existed. Um, you know, like uh, I love the video. Uh, love the thank video. you. I think yeah, I just like walking around Brooklyn, getting shots of people working their millenn- millenn- <laughs> And the, the funny, the, the the irony is that like I hope you record that, it on a Saturday. Uh, definitely. I mean, it's so hard to get our schedules to line up, anyways, because of all the work we do. So, uh, I would, and I'd say also the irony of working through the weekend is that after releasing it, we all succumbed to the exact issues that we talked about, which was like, you know. Noah's working full time. Max had to like do a little bit, a little bit of a career, like not, not a, you know, it's not that he's not doing music, but he had to like invest time to become a registered nurse. And so like, if any, yeah, if anyone wants to listen to that song, it is just like straight up truth that, that we were, that we were <laughs> spitting. So spitting truth. Um, I love it. What about your we personal singles? Bedroom days, bedroom days, that's a you know that's a good question. Something something special about it. I was really proud of the the guitar lines on that. Um, and um, it is not about me. <laughs> so it's just like about about someone else that ends up spending just three weeks in bed with with this person they just met. Um, and it is not about me. I've had people ask me if it's about me. It's not. Just totally made up. So. You winking that. at us? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. A lot, of, a lot of things are fictionalized. They've got to be. Yeah, um, yeah. And then make a move. Um, make a move. I'd, I'd say um, something I feel proud of is just the way the chorus just fell. Like with that, the like, pop, like the combination of like a sub bass and a Juno bass in there. The two harmonizing guitars. Um, just felt felt good and I I felt really good about that and it's like half fictionalized and half not fictionalized it's um it's so it's you know 23 and said she wanted more than only dreaming said, said I'm ready for a larger life or something like that anyways it's like about my experience with my girlfriend who um who came here from Japan three years ago and I've you know never seen anyone work as hard as her to like try to achieve her dreams here but it's and it's just about that um that struggle so I, I think it's also super relatable about how you know we kind of like w- with our dreams we feel like we take two steps forward and then three steps backwards yeah. by accident um so uh and then yeah th- and then this release I would say it's just actually just very personal. It's not fictionalized. It's yeah. all about me. Um, it's all about me. I'm so, <laughs> so. I'm so psyched to hear it. And you know what? We're going to have a review of it next week on the pod. So 
thank you. Yeah, looking forward to it. We, uh, no, I'm not. Jo- Every five weeks, we're going to have a review of your singles. So yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just, we did it. We've done it so far. We've been consistent. I mean, five weeks, I think, is enough heads up. Yeah. Hey, listen. Plenty of time. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but if you want to send it early, feel free. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it, I just finished it. I would love for you guys to hear it. It's kind of like an 80s revival pop tune. So, Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I um, So real quick, I had a. A few weeks back, I had a, a pretty random question for you. Um, you know, look, I, I asked you when I knew you were in L.A., but I couldn't help myself because like you, I get tunnel vision. Some people call me serial obsessed with things. And like when I'm in it, I go headlong. So I got this idea of customized outro music. I was playing with some new like royalty free stuff. And I was like, this isn't me. This is what, what I want. I'm looking for something like raw and real from somebody we've had on the show. And my first instinct was, boom, I got to go to Jake, like nice guy. I hope he'll do it. Uh, So I asked you while you were in L.A., you kindly obliged, which I think was the more shocking piece. Uh, What was your (laughs) what was your first reaction when you got that random DM asking you for uh, outro music? Go F yourself. Uh, I mean, honestly, my, I, I think I was pretty psyched to do it, like, because I'm always, I'm always like down for more projects. Um, but yeah, at the time I was just at NAM, which is like a hundred thousand music industry people all congregating in LA. So I was just like, I was in go mode. I was like, cool, cool. Yeah. Let's add that to the, you know, to the schedule. Let's do it. <laughs> I appreciate so, that. Feeling, I was feeling like hyped out, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Just add, let's add that. Let's do this. Let's go, 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 go. So, yeah. So we have teased it for, I think, three straight episodes now. Uh, And like I've said, we're going to have it at the end of this episode. But right now we're going to play it uh, so everybody can hear it. And then when we come back from the 45 second break, we're going to talk a little bit more about it and wrap up the interview. So there you hear it. That that's been a, a long time coming. We're super psyched on it. Um, Fucking love it. Just I'm just gonna come out and say it. Yeah, it's so fantastic. Good. It's so good. Thank you guys. I don't know. Like, what was? Uh, like I really I emailed you and I was just like, what did I just make? Is this <laughs> is this it? Is this what we're, we're looking for? And, and I had the balls to say no. <laughs> I had the. Ball- <laughs> Jake, you're Are way you better than me. That one section? Yo, I was, like a, I was like, yeah. do I have, do I just do it? Like I was contemplating just taking it into like an editing program and cutting it myself. And then I was like, that ruins the integrity. Plus I probably will burn a bridge and never talk to him again. So, <laughs> so I had to gain the courage at like midnight on a Friday to email him back and be like, can you just change this four second part, which is super nitpicky. And then I think when you email me back, you're like, I guess I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I read that as if you were like, who the fuck is this guy? hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> we made it work, though. I, I was not sure we could make it work because of like just what was going on in the production at that time. But yeah, we I ended up making work by like uh, doing the and the fill kind of happened at the same time. Yeah. 
Oh my god! And I was super. So like you on your Instagram, you have these insane guitar like just little clips, and you'd post like one every other day or one every and like. We are so mesmerized by those, so I knew. And, and that's J Fine Music on Instagram. Please follow. Yep. And I knew, yeah. like, it. Ha- I had to have your guitar playing in our intro. So uh, was the whole thing done in a night, or was, like, what, what was that process like? Yeah, I mean, it was – I just remember that there was something I, I, I really had to do. What was it? <laughs> Oh, I was making, I was actually, Noah and his wife were coming over and we were going to make food. Oh, God. Um, now, we're, now we feel like assholes. Like we interrupted yeah. your date night. And- <laughs> no, but the thing is, I just get really, I get really absorbed. So I was like thinking like, I I have to do this before people are over because then I will not be paying attention. You know, I, I can't focus yeah, on you're something not present. at once. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like this complete inability. Um to, to do that to focus on two things at once so i mean what i did is i was like oh i'm just gonna brainstorm and then i found that initial sound and i was like what the fuck is this sound this is crazy <laughs> and <it> goes, <laughs> i was like whoa this is like you know we're in a video game but you know on shrooms also and what the fuck <laughs> is this and <laughs> um and and then after that i just you know I have a production workflow, so I just like loaded up a bunch of, um, a bunch of like EDM drum kits that are pre-made for me um, that I've just like specifically curated for my own taste, mm-hmm. and then, and then I made the synth, the like kind of wub synth, and then from there, yeah, we're talking like. I did it in like super speed, like, like almost like Adderall mode. Um, <laughs> you know, like I'm actually like totally disclaimer. I am totally straight edge these days, actually. So like I was not on Adderall, but, um, maybe in college, but not these days. And, uh, and I was just like, totally, when I get that tunnel vision, I get really hyper. Um, so I got just really hyper and I made the entire thing in an hour. Um, And then made the edits after we had dinner. Oh my God, just like went back after I had dinner and hung out with Noah and his wife for a few hours. I just went back to like production mode and then I sent it to you guys at, right. So like I started at, started at like seven or eight, you put it on your Instagram story. Which was how yeah, I, knew, so, I knew it was coming. Yeah, which point. was funny. Yeah, I, knew, I was like, just, that was fun. I, I texted Sam. I was like, it's happening. Right. <laughs> and then, like, I thought it was super fun to like just show everyone the process. I try to be as transparent as possible. So, yeah, uh, yeah for like seven to eight, I was just in this like hyper production mode, then had dinner until 11 and then finished it up at 11.45, sent it off to you. Um, You're is, a magician. Yeah. Is the, uh, is the, <laughs> is the, hey, is that a sample or is that you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a sample it's okay. from splice I thought, if you're familiar with splice at all no i, I um, thought it, it sounded like it didn't sound like your voice so i, I didn't know but I think yeah I think and like so. i i it's like a whole philosophy i have about workflow which is like i will i became obsessed for an entire year at getting my workflow as smooth as possible and part of that is just being able to have a place where you go and you're like i hear hey I want someone yelling, hey, here. <laughs> like, it works perfectly. Like, yeah, it, does. it really does. How the fuck am I going to find that? <laughs> so then instead of getting like 10 people over to yell, hey, 
you like you have a service that has people that have recorded so like it saves me a day of work right yeah. so and it works perfectly because we do the thing where i start the intro music during our little conversation and then we hit it with the goodbye and then sam drops his one-liner and then the plan is as soon as that one-liner is over the hay hits and it goes right in that smooth ass piano oh my perfect. god perfect ah. Dude, we're so I'm psyched glad. on it. We're so psyched on it. Wait, and we can't, can't thank you enough, Jake. Yeah, yeah, anytime. And anytime. What else you got up your sleeve? What else you working on? So um, I'm currently working on producing for two folk artists. Um, there's a, an Italian folk artist named uh, Marco Perfetti. Uh, or his, uh, his kind of uh, artist name is Perfect Mark because that's literally his name in Italian. <laughs> um does so, it have anything to do with the Nintendo 64 game Perfect Dark? Is it a play on that at all? <laughs> I highly doubt it. Damn it. <laughs> Super. I'll ask him. Um, and so I'm, I'm working on uh, some singles with him. Um, I'm working on some singles with a folk artist um, based in Brooklyn named Ross Newhouse. And, um, and yeah, so that's what I got going on production-wise. And then... And then just posting an obscene amount on social media, you know, so and, and then planning TikTok and Instagram and then yeah. planning your Jake Fine solo slash origami crane Philly show. Finally. Right. I, mean, yeah. like, I know if I was playing any shows, believe me, I would come. But I like I've taken a, I haven't played a show in like eight months or something. Wow. But yeah. All right. We're, we're going to get to the fun stuff. Uh, so we're going to go into a rapid fire section. And this is going to be, we're going to rattle off the questions. They literally do not go from one to the other. They don't make any sense. A lot of them are out of context and we have a lot of fun with it. So uh, the, the rules are we name it. We, we say the question, you got to come up with the first answer out of your head. We'll give you time to like correct yourself. If you incriminate, if you incriminate (laughs) yourself or others, (laughs) you can, we will give you time to to correct. Uh, However, um, one, two, three, what, four, five, six. We have about 10 of them. So we'll have some fun for the next couple of minutes and then we'll get going. Uh, the, the first two are going to be something new that we haven't tried before. We're going to play a little game and that game is called marry, date, dump. You got to marry one, date the other one and dump the third. Oh, God. All right. So yeah. earlier today, <laughs> earlier today, I asked you if you were a vegetarian. You said <laughs> you said no. Uh, marry, date, dump McDonald's, Wendy's or Burger King. Um, I guess I would dump McDonald's. So does half the country. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I would marry Wendy's and, uh, and I would date Burger King. Yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree with you there. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with that answer. All right. What about next? We got Hunter X Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, people are gonna hate me for this. Oh god! Okay. I know who you're. I already know who you're marrying. We know your favorite. <laughs> I mean, we're marrying Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah, all day. Yeah. Um, we're Choose your next Yu-Yu. words carefully. Right. Um. I yeah. I'm dating Yu Yu Hakusho and dumping Dragon Ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that. I mean, I love. I love all shows. So. This it, is it, it didn't matter. this is where a lot of listeners just ended the interview. <laughs> I know they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, guys," but I just like, and I like, I like One Punch Man too. As like, let's say One Punch Man is like the evolution of the Dragon Ball Z JoJo, yeah, you know, masculinity, testosterone filled stuff. Well, I'm sorry to say, I really like when my fight scenes are actually animated. <laughs> 
I just like it's such a pet peeve of mine when like the fight scene is just like flashing lights or a power up. I like need I need fight scenes animated. So Dragon Ball Z dumping you. Now it's going to normal questions, just (laughs) just listen and react. First thing. You ready to go? Yeah. The The last video game you remember playing. Oh my gosh. Uh, NBA 2K16. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you know, t- as the day comes out, it's Valentine's Day. Do you remember how old you were, or when you, or where you went on your first date? Uh, Greg oh remembered his. I didn't remember mine at all. So. <laughs> oh my god. Um, dun dun dun. Yes, but. Like- yeah, but I mean, like, yes, but does just like both hang- hanging out in the basement of a friend's house count? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was I was thirteen or fourteen, and we went to Carabas. That's who goes to Carabas at fourteen on a date. I don't get it. I remember and pay. Yeah, I remember. Go I remember. It. Like the the at least the earliest date I can actually like remember is uh fucking what's it uh what's it called? I don't want to mess up the name. Uh. Liam Neeson, you know, I have a I have a set of skills, particular set of skills. Take it. Uh, take it. <laughs> you went and saw Taken? I went and fucking saw Liam Neeson be a badass. What, what a great first date. <laughs> as as a professional guitar player, if you could play only the acoustic guitar or an electric guitar for the rest of your life, which is it? Yeah, acoustic. I would acoustic. agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is better? Regular M&M's or peanut M&M's? Peanut M&M's. Which is better, peanut butter and chocolate or peanut butter and bananas? Oh. Yeah, peanut butter and... Say, again, choose your words carefully. Yeah, peanut, peanut butter and... Oh my God, peanut butter and bananas. Yes! Okay, good choice. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Same. Describe the best guitar you've ever owned, but in as few words as possible. Without just saying the name of this freaking, not like Telecaster. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, just, just, just rings out. It rings out. The harmonics are all there. If I listen closely, um, the, the overtones are there. So it's really, really, really pretty. Um, I'm talking about my acoustic. Yeah. The last song you listened to. Um, can I look at Spotify? I don't know. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, let's check. I'm afraid to check mine. <laughs> Actually, I know what mine was. It was the ending theme to Hunter Hunter. It's like oh, wow. that I listen to that song driving because it makes me oh. want to drive fast. You feel hyped. It's um, so good. Okay, I was listening to uh What a Time, which is Julia Michaels and Niall Horan. Um and I was but I'm specifically listening because of the producer, not because of the artist. Okay, I was going right. to say, would you have the the you know what's to put that to like sh- hit the share button and throw that in your story? So, uh, so, so you can listen yeah. To it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, specifically it's really just um this producer named Ariza, A R I Z A, who um Trevor Ariza, and- the NBA player. We know. We know. <laughs> Anything by him is, is spectacular. <laughs> so, all right. Last one. Trevor. Last one. The ultimate New York slice. The ultimate New York slice. Oh, you know, for me, it's probably Joe's Pizza. I knew. It. Come on, man! Isn't that like yeah. everyone's answer, though? 
It's like the popular yeah, because, spot. Yeah, it's the popular spot. But there's a reason because it's like you you get a good compromise between like that the the like I'm drunk at 4 a.m. slice and yeah. the like this is Italian pizza slice. <laughs> it's like halfway halfway between. <laughs> That's fair. So. That's fair. I've heard really good things. Uh, I was supposed to be in New York a couple weeks ago, um, but we had to cancel the trip because our daughter got sick. So. Uh, it's a shame and I wanted to go on like a pizza tour, but it didn't happen. It will soon. Um, I'm determined to get back there soon. I love that area. Next so. time, next time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Jake, thank you so much yeah. for coming yeah, on the show. Really appreciate it. Hang on line for just one second. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. And welcome back everybody. See, we told you you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Jake's the man. Truly a fucking gentleman. Dude, he's, he's funny. He's humble. And he's talented as shit. He speaks Japanese. Yeah. Uh, he wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. We get a little bit extra into that. And if you heard it at the top of the show, because we used it in our open tonight, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> so that was him speaking Japanese, introducing the podcast. And uh, that one's going to stick with me for a long time. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That's automatically up there in the pantheon of our favorite intros. Now Jake Fine owns two of the best yeah, intros to ever happen on this podcast. Go, Jake. Jake, and, was it? And no... You are not fired. No, no, you're not fired. Jay Fine Music on Instagram. Like, we didn't yeah. hit it enough in the interview. Jay Fine Music on Instagram. Jay Fine Music on Instagram. Yeah, just, just watch music him play acoustic Instagram. guitar. It's, it's, you're, you're mesmerized. Almost every day he posts a video of himself playing a, a new riff and, in, you know, an original riff, whatever. You have to go check it out. And then obviously go check out his new single. Um, and just his entire catalog, Origami Crane. He's on Spotify. It, dude, it's it's so unbelievably good. And he's so unbelievably talented. And we're so unbelievably lucky to have him on the show. Uh, so let's get into the movies. And generally when we do the movie stuff, we start with the reviews. But something happened about 30 minutes before we started recording. Uh, as we sit here on February 13th, you're hearing it on the 14th or later, that we had to talk about first. And we had to put in front of the review for Sonic the Hedgehog. So just if you're here for that, wait a second, because we have our first look at Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah, so Matt Reeves did a little camera test. And it's it's dark, like you don't get to see head to toe, but I think you get just enough to get you hype. You you, You do see it. I got, you know, you see the bat symbol, you don't, you don't see, you couldn't tell if it's short ears or long ears. Yeah. I think people are thinking it's short, but the vibe I got was a, like a Arkham, Arkham Knight, like a Daredevil like, Netflix like vibe, gritty. Arkham Knight, like the game? Yeah. Okay. I got just from his symbol and the way they showed it, it just, he, and people were saying like, oh, he's skinny. I miss Batfleck. It's like, okay, we understand. Ben Affleck, he, he, he was, for what he did, he was great. This is a younger Batman. You're not going to get a fully jacked Batman. You'll get that in maybe 10 years when he builds to that level. Like that when you see Ben Affleck, he's 20 some years as Batman. You know, give the you have to give this guy a chance. I mean, he's got the jaw. You don't mean Ben Affleck's been Batman for 20 years. You mean he's been bat like in, the, in character. In, in, no, exactly. The in there, like that's him. He's already got 20 years under him. Like right. this is, you know, he's fresh. He's probably only got. I didn't a few want anybody years. to think you meant Ben Affleck's oh, been course. Batman for 20 I, I, years. I like to think people know that what i meant if so facto <laughs> true, true. you never you never well, know. what did you think <clears throat> i i got a very military vibe from the suit like it's over the bat symbol yeah. there's like little patches yeah. or a lot like almost looks like i can't explain it's it like cool. a rectangle. I, of Arkham Knight. I, I got a lot i got a very military vibe from it i got a lot like a very like this to me is less detective and more protector like that's what i got from okay. this batman he's like 
the Batman who sits on top of the building waiting for the bat symbol to be shined and like shown into the moon. That's what I got. Like more of like a Spider-Man nighttime Spider-Man vibe. Um, But I don't necessarily care if he's skinny or not. I don't care if he's ripped to shit, cut like a diamond or looks like me. I don't care. I care about his voice, which we haven't heard yet. I care about the writing more than the actor. I care about the writing and the direction of this film. So I trust Matt Reeves. I care about the supporting cast because that's just as important. And they have a stellar cast. And I care about what Robert Pattinson will look like without the suit. Is he going to be a convincing Bruce Wayne or are we just going to see a shimmering vampire? That, that, that's the that's the one aspect. I'm not worried. I already know he's going to be a great Bruce Wayne. I agree. I've seen him I, the, and I trust you. It, it's just, can he pull off being Batman? That is... Again, so we uh, actually think opposite. Yeah, I think he's going yeah. to be fine in Batman. I think he's going to be fine with the... Because you're going to... You have to take into account stunt doubles. Like, yeah. So that stuff... Like, he's not going to be doing a lot of his own stunts. Maybe he'll do a couple, so but... No, none of all... Everyone who so, played Batman never did so all So when he's stuff. in the suit, a majority of the time, unless it's like the over-the-shoulder camera stuff where you get the close-up of his face or his one-liners or whatever, that's what's going to matter. But for me, like from an action perspective, I don't care because I know that's going to work out. I want to see him like with the tux on. Can he smooth talk? The whomever is going to yeah. be the love interest because you know there's going to be oh, one. Catwoman. <laughs> and I, as, as long as it's not Kristen Stewart. Uh, Believe like, me, she ain't in this film. It, I, you know, Even I, though I do it, have a little crush on her. She is absolutely phenomenal. But is it like – do I believe that that's Bruce Wayne or like I said, is that just Edward? And like – I see, like, don't... I'm so over that. I've seen his other films that I think you probably should. If you did see um, Co- Cosmopolitan, he was good in there. Uh, so the Rover, he was good in that one. It's, you see a different look. I, I, like, at this point, I'm like, guys, Twilight was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just over that. Like, you're right. You could say, shit, he was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And he was great as Cedric Diggory, but people still harp on Edward. I mean,. When you're in that type of role, it's very difficult. Like Michael Sarah is just Michael Sarah. Jesse Eisenberg, great example. He is always going to be the nerdy social, social media. Ju- that's the Jesse. Yeah. And he plays that. But then he's Lex Luthor and everybody hates it. So it kind of does lean merit. I mean, if that's the role that everybody sees him in, it's going to be tough to disassociate. Now, that's up to him. For another great example, Will Smith in Suicide Squad. He was just Will fucking Smith. Yeah. 100%. I watched the Aladdin live action. He was just Will fucking Smith. Like, yeah, someone else saw I think it was Sean. Yeah. I mean, he said he hated it. It's, it was yeah. fucking garbage. And if I could, again, go back, it would have been on my top three worst. Wow. That's how bad that movie was. But if so, whatever. It's why it's on Disney+. Plus. So, like, he just plays Will Smith all the time. So I don't think it's like – I don't think necessarily people who feel that way can be faulted. Yeah. But you have the advantage of seeing him in other yeah. roles where not a lot of other people true, do. True. So, yeah, because people saw Twilight. Oh. I'm talking out. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then they typecast him as that type of actor and they never want to watch his I, show. I just I truly hope that he blows everyone away in this. A great example of somebody who I hope Pattinson can turn into, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was the fat, nerdy yeah. guy and then Moneyball happened. And he showed yeah. that side of himself that he could be a serious, like kind of <laughs> dramatic actor, and he was fucking phenomenal. I hope kind of Pattinson can do I, that too. Like a perfect example for me is I always go to Heath Ledger. When he was announced as Joker, even myself, I was like, what? Him? Brokeback Mountain? How? Ten how? Things I Hate About You, man. I yeah. love that movie. It, and that's a great movie, but so many people already did, like, didn't give him a chance. And then it came out, and he blew people away. Right. You know? So give a chance. 
Relax. So that's our thoughts on the first Robert Pattinson. I almost called him Edward Pattinson. Robert Pattinson uh, in the bat suit. Again, it's a teaser, but it's literally blowing up the internet as we speak. Yeah. Um, it's all over my where, Instagram. And it's not on ours yet because like we were recording and getting ready to record. It is by the time you're listening to this. So uh, be rest assured if you're looking for it, just go on our Instagram or our Facebook. You'll find it. Uh, and now we have the review for Sonic the Hedgehog, as always, brought to you by our friends over at IGN. Uh, do you know the score yet? I think I do. Okay. While this family-friendly action comedy suffers from a simplistic story and leans too heavily on tired visual, cl- or, I'm sorry, on, yeah, on tired visual cliches, Sonic the Hedgehog is nevertheless boosted by solid performances from Ben Schwartz as Sonic and Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. Their ongoing cat and mouse game is entertaining, and passionate fans of the Sega franchise should appreciate all the nods to Sonic's history. Make no mistake, this frantically paced film made first and foremost for Sonic fans. If you've been there for the little blue fellow these past 29 years, from his humble beginnings on the Sega Genesis to his current iteration, then Sonic the Hedgehog is the love letter you're probably looking for. If not, maybe save your gold rings. Was it 7-0? Yeah. Poor James Marsden. Like, does he get nothing? The other two guys get it. I've, I've been seeing them go. I have heard Jim Carrey steals the yeah, show. I, I heard he was good, and the promotion material, like him and uh, Ben Schwartz doing, I think, it actually kind of turned me around a little bit. Yeah, I'm psyched to see it. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see this film. We are uh, – I'm not seeing it the day it comes out on Valentine's Day. We have Valentine's Day plans, and we very, very rarely don't get to go to the movies – or we very rarely get to go to the movies now. This will probably be a Sunday morning daddy's going to the movies by himself thing. So I'm psyched on that because I will, I will watch it. Yeah. In the th- I want to watch this in theaters. I want – for some reason, I want to be there. Yeah, I don't want to just wait. I, I might. I, I think I still have a Fandango gift card left, so I might have to. Use I think it. I can rustle one up from my back seat. I think I've. You know what? I think I had a twenty-five er when I saw Joker. No, I think it was just ten. He's, that's gone. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> gone. I think that's gone. I, I originally I didn't want to go to the movies this year until September, but this like hearing everybody talking very positive about it maybe turned me around on it. So I like you know I'm starting to like the movies more than I did. A little bit. Yeah. I'm starting, okay. Starting to Coming contr- back. I'm starting to control my anxiety of being in closed off places. And you can pick your own seat. It's, you know, you got a lot of space. The recliners help. No, 100%. Comfort goes a long way in a movie theater. We also have the review for Birds of Prey before Sam jumps into his spoiler-free impressions as he saw it last week. In terms of sheer fun, Birds of P- Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn or Harley Quinn Birds of Prey in some circles delivers in spades. It's zany energy, visceral fight sequences, and which, thanks to the John Wick guy, and focus on one of DC's most fascinating characters ensure that it continues Warner Brothers' winning streak of big, bombastic comic book adaptations that are unafraid to embrace their inherent ridiculousness. While its emphasis on Harley Quinn doesn't leave much room for the birds of prey, the movie is a stunning showcase for Margot Robbie, who commands the screen and gives her damaged protagonist all the dimensions she deserves. And although we'd have preferred to see a true team up with fewer narrative detours, Birds of Prey provides a perfect setup for a host of other intriguing spinoffs in DC's cinematic universe. But can we request Poison Ivy next? Was it uh, like seven? Eight. Oh, Damn good yeah, score. They, they gave it a good score. It got a better score than Sanic. Oh, I mean... Uh... What, were your, what were your spoiler-free impressions? <clears throat> so I saw it when I was... After my class, only a $7 ticket in California, Maryland, very cheap. The hot dog was almost more than my ticket, but I digress. So <clears throat> the movie, it she 
Margot Robbie, she's she's fantastic as as Harley Quinn. Um, she, you know, she was executive producer. I think she fucking wrote some of it, and she had a lot to do with this. So the budget was eighty-two to hundred million, and I believe as of right now, I think they're only like eighty-eight million worldwide. So they're definitely underperforming. I just think maybe, I don't know if it was the way they marketed it or people just I don't know weren't in it. But like I think I first thing I said to you, I thought the movie was just okay. Yeah. I just thought it was a text message that I received, Um, which is surprising to me. Well, you know what? I can't really actually say it's surprising. I think I would have thought you would have thought right on the mediocre. Yeah. And and like I wasn't like super hype about it, but whether it's DC or Marvel, I always go to the theater no matter what. Even I saw Captain Marvel at theater. So I see everything at theaters. Did we see that together? I don't remember. No, I saw that with Pope Joint Tom. I, I, you know, like, I just want to put, like, my, you know, where my money, where my mouth is, where we have to support these films. If we want these films to keep going, we got to keep, we got to keep going to the movies. We can't just wait or, you know, yeah. illegally, whatever. We can't do it. Right. But, and it's getting hurt at the box office right now. So it needs us more than ever. And and they basically said for the movie to, I guess, be profitable, they need, like, 250 to 300 million worldwide. So they, they got a Ooh. lot to go. They have a lot to go. But the hyena was cool. Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. I just thought she was okay. I, I, I was I hoping think, for more. I, I think it's just her. I, I like Rosie Perez. Now, she's got that, like, she was in that one movie I, in the 80s. And yeah, 90s. Well, white men don't jump. White men can't jump. White men can't jump. And I I just thought she was okay. I, I don't know. I, I think that that was just maybe a miscast for me. I, I wasn't a fan. Okay. Uh, Journey Smollett-Bell. She was Dina Lance, Black Canary. I thought, Shh, she, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, she was also in Friday Night Lights. She was one of my favorite characters okay. in the later seasons. She, she was good. I, I still, that's in my head, like the Black Canary singer. I'm, I'm still like with the Justice League animated series where that's, I don't know. I just can't visualize her as that. But Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yep. she was good as Helena Bertinelli Huntress. She would have been my favorite going into it because I love her role. I still love her role in freaking Scott Pilgrim. Of course. And, she, Clo- Flowers. Ten, and 10 Cloverfield Lane. She, she was good in this. She was good in this film. Um, the, the ending, they show you her costume. I fucking hated it. I'm going to be honest. I did not like her costume at all. I would have redid that whole thing. Um, but Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis, Black Mask. You could tell he he had fun with this role. He had some fun. It it, it wasn't the um, the... The Sionis that that I kind of picture in my head, he was kind of more. Which you were con- you were worried about that going into this. Which and, and it, it was exactly as I thought it was going to be. He mm-hmm. it wasn't the one that I read that I kind of like grew up reading or like it wasn't like even the animated stuff. It, it was just a more kind of goofy but crazy. But and like it, it just the way that like okay, the shift for the end like Act Three to me fell apart. I think this is where it took a dive for me. The ending. I, I didn't really give a shit about, and they just kind of like threw guys here. It was ah fight scenes here. Don't get me wrong, the fight choreography was fantastic, but where it led to, and it just to me the ending it fell apart. I don't know if they ever even had an ending, and wow. I, I feel like they just kind of did something. Did it try to set up for a sequel? Um, yeah. I mean, every every movie is always mm, trying to set up a sequel. I think I disagree, but okay. But, but the movie I'm about to talk about definitely doesn't. So it's not a superhero movie. Like well, a, you, well, a, you said every movie. I would say every superhero movie is looking to be, have a sequel because they they want money. What, what, what else they do? Um, I'm trying to think anything else that that jumped out at me. Uh, uh, Victor Zaz was in it. I kind of shocking. Did, I didn't know. That. I, I didn't like the actor. I don't know. Do you I, know I, who it was? No, but he didn't do it for me. He, he I would have rather had the Victor Zaz they had at, at Gotham. Yeah, he was great. <sighs> I, 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 I would, show. Yeah, yeah, I would. I thought I thought he was fantastic. I'd rather have him. 
I mean, we know it was a John Wick stunt team. That's why all the fights look so cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Harley Quinn is, she's a badass in this. She, she's, she's fantastic. Um, is she funny? Because her comedy missed, as I always say in Suicide Squad. Did you chuckle? Did you laugh? Did you, was she flat out hilarious or did it miss again? No, I, I think there, it, I would say there was no, like, I wasn't, like, laughing out loud. Did like, she try to be funny? Like, I, I think there, there was probably moments where she did. Yeah. Just to be clear, this is the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn. Yeah. Like it's that and same. And you see, universe. you know, like uh, you have some footage of Suicide Squad and when yeah. she kind of goes in the vat, you see the back of you know, Leto's head for like a, a second. So there's no new stuff with him, but you could tell it's that realm. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I I just thought it was okay. No, I don't. I people say it was their favorite DCU film. Great. That's if that's great. your favorite, like I'll never say nothing. It's just for me. I just thought it was okay. And she's already filming her scenes in, in Suicide Squad now. So I was like, we're going to get more Harley Quinn no matter what. Uh, Birds of Prey or Wonder Woman? What's better? Mm-hmm. Oh, Wonder Woman. Hands down. Birds of Prey or Justice League? I would say Justice League just because I got this. Even though the movie kind of fell way off, just seeing all them characters together, that's what I grew up watching. Uh, I would say it's you better love than Aquaman, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I would just say it's, it's better than Captain Marvel. Okay. Better than Iron Man three. Um, Harley Quinn or B- uh, BVS. BVS. I I I I I'm an advocate. I say the three hour version of that movie is is the one you have to see. The two and a half, it's incomplete. Harley Quinn or Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel. Cool. Okay. Well, then we now we know where that falls. I also saw a film that <clears throat> was 2019 release, so we can't count for our movies list for this year. It was nominated for an Oscar, a couple Oscars. It won, yep. I think, a, a couple one, Oscars. It won one. one, one or, wait, Sound one, editing, maybe? Something like that. Oh, no. I believe it was cinematography because yeah. of the way it was yeah. shot. <clears throat> and that's 1917. Directed by Sam Mendes. Looking really forward to seeing this movie. A, I like war movies. B, uh, I like Toman Baratheon. Yeah. Um, and he's in it. He's one of the main characters. It's about two soldiers in Britain during World War One, where one of the soldiers finds out that his brother is in an infantry unit that has basically been asked to go on a suicide mission. Oh, so and, it's Saving Private Ryan. And he has to go find his brother. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. He has to go find someone and tell him to don't go. And his brother happens to be there. Okay. There you go. Uh the big thing about this movie is it is shot like God of War. It's all one take. Like Birdman. Yeah. I think Birdman did it better, and I don't okay. like Birdman. Yeah, I, I, lo- Birdman, I loved it. I thought Birdman was a little overrated. I will oh. say, I watched Birdman in a room full of people, and there were definitely side conversations, that, so I couldn't fully immerse myself yeah, into that, that movie. That would, that would I have it. I have it, so I'm, I'm I'd give that very willing to re- – and it was – I watched it when it came, the day it came out on Blu-ray. So that's years yeah. and years ago. But yeah, so uh, it, it shoots it. it. You could tell there are cuts. There are obviously cuts. You can kind of see certain spots where they do it. There's definitely one that's um, I know obvious. The, I know the big long one they always show is him running on the beach. And it's like a whole two, three minute shot of him running the explosion. I was like, yeah. wow. They're, the big scene that is in the trailers that I was super hyped to see is the scene where the plane's coming in. Okay. That shit was baller. Um, there were pieces of this movie that I loved. I too, like you, with Harley or with Birds of Prey, thought it was just okay. Hmm. I, I I still really want to see this, and it's worth it. It's totally okay. worth watching. You should definitely watch it. You should definitely watch it where no one's talking, and you can just immerse yourself in yeah. this movie because it's it's a lot of it is it's very few actors on screen at one time, 
Um, so there's a lot of like quiet moments that you want to like immerse yourself in. There's a lot of world building. There's a lot of uh, heavy dialogue that like you don't want to miss. And there's a plot twist, not at the end, in the middle that will definitely throw you. Okay, that cool. part I liked a lot. I will say once the plot twist happened, the movie went downhill for me. It was like, good, 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 good. The plot twist was fucking excellent. But the way they recover they from said plot twist, I don't think they stuck okay. the landing. Okay. So uh, that's a great way to put it. So good movie. Worth watching. I'm kind of glad it didn't win Best Picture because uh, at the Oscars because I don't think it deserved it. I think Parasite – I finally – I did finish Parasite. Um, I think that was clear. Damn, I'm surprised that's not your pick of the week because that's one it's, that's on my list to watch. It's on the list of picks of the week. Right. I've been really into shit lately. I have a list of like nine things like just write it up. Dude, thank, boom, thank, boom, boom. Th- yo, I don't even have to thank think. Thank God I had that because if not, it was, yeah. it was fucking Khan's gyro cart. I don't even have to think, dude. I've been all over it. So uh, – yeah, Parasite deserved to win. Um, 1917, worth a watch. It was okay. I I feel like if I say any more, it's spoiler territory. Okay. And I want to avoid that at all costs. If you like war movies, if you like movies with twists, if you like uh, scene setting and dialogue kind of driven films, this is this is your this is your type of uh, of movie. So again, there's my thoughts on 1917. Let's dive into some stories, shall we? Variety reports that a live-action Aladdin sequel. We just talked about it, that it sucks. A sequel is in development. Well, it made we a lot, saw this coming. You know, it made a lot of money. Of course, again, movies, they makes a lot of money. They want a sequel. I've yet to see it, but honestly, what I've heard is that it's it's terrible. That's what I've heard. <laughs> so, and this is like, ah, I don't want to see it then. Dude. Like, I'll get you, there. you got to get, get there. I'll because get there. it's on Disney+. Plus. I'll get there. All it is for you is an investment of time. It's yeah. not an investment of money. Yeah, it's just like, like when that. do I want to sit down for when, two hours and watch it? Just Saturday morning, wake up and just do it. Like, will yourself to do it. And you will know within the first 10 minutes if you just want to turn it off and, and never go back. That's where I was. I hit the 10-minute mark. And there's the song in the beginning where he – oh. Aladdin's running through the town. He's being chased by the guards and he steals the bread and all this stuff. Gotta eat to live. Gotta da 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 When I got the time. That song. I hit that note pretty well though, by the way. That is so poorly lip synced and so poorly choreographed that I looked at Ashley and was like, I can't watch this shit. She's like, well, Helena's in the room. Like, you gotta. Like, we're gonna we're finishing this as a family. I was like, I'm gonna go cook breakfast. She's like, the hell you are. Go get a bowl of cereal. And we're going to watch like, this I want to cook family. for my family. Yeah, I got sausage and bacon in the fridge. That's actually a true story. But uh, yeah, it was it was bad. And I am not looking forward to a sequel. It's unfortunately, though, we're going to watch it because I have a yep. one-year-old daughter yep. and a yep. wife who's obsessed with Disney. Yep. You're scared. I'm going to have to watch it. I She wouldn't even let me go on my iPad. Oh, I would say, say even the next stories, too. Uh oh my no I'm down I'm down with this one really um yeah one of them not the uh, okay. not the second one Disney Plus will reportedly be developing a Lilo and Stitch live action remake I'm in on this if Stitch he should look ugly as shit looks yeah if he looks like he, a furry alien creature he should look ugly as shit like sharp teeth Lilo and Stitch never did it for me it's okay I like it eh. it's not it's not my favorite eh, never it's not my favorite it's I will put it right in the middle. So I'm okay with that. The other one, Bambi, is also getting a live action. I my question is, what are they going to do with that scene? Yeah, I, I honestly, I hope they 
Well, no, I don't. I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to see it. either of these, to be honest. I'll, I'll Unless watch... later in life I have a child and then they want to watch. That's probably the, the only way I watch that I, movie. What if your girlfriend says, Sam, I want to watch this? Pick something else, babe. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Very nice. And Sam is single. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'm down for Lilo. Um, I'm out on Bambi. I never liked Bambi anyway. Like animated. I don't like it at all. I was so. brought up as a hunter. So this movie doesn't speak to me. <laughs> and, well, one part does. Yeah. <laughs> Sam takes pride. We're in getting it. your dad. Motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, this, so, this next story, I'm fucking. Came out of nowhere. And I'm psyched on yep. it. And I, and I retweeted his tweet. Where he said, "Honey, I'm back." Yeah, that was cool. I, I really it. like my my top three idea would have been top three Rick Moranis movies. You know, Little Giants being the clear number one over Ghostbusters. Uh, Spaceballs, my number one. Oh, that's a good call. My number out. one. I'm only John halfway. Candy. Come on, I haven't watched it in over a decade, and I started again recently. But same, but still Spaceballs. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement for the "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" sequel named "Shrunk." N- big miss for me on that name. Yeah, Big miss. not a fan of the, of the name, but I think we said like not in or something. And then he is oh, Rick's like, oh, I'm back. I was like, oh, wait, I'm back in. Cool. I haven't seen you in 10 years. I, I am hyped to see Rick Moranis back on screen. Oh, you know what was a decent movie with him? With um, Tom uh, Tom Arnold, the bully movie, uh, Big Bully, I think it's called. Sounds familiar, but yeah, not ringing Rick, Rick Moranis got bullied as a kid. And then as an adult, he the bully moves back to town. And they reconnect and he's like bullying him again. And, oh, and there's a big twist, blah, blah, blah. I, I think it sucks. But like as a kid, I liked it. I actually had a scary part in it. But anyway, uh, I like Rick Moranis. I think it's a big miss on the name. I know that we've already kind of reported on the on the reboot. And I said it then. I'm going to say it now. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Shrunk is, is bad. Yeah. It doesn't give you, for the old heads, it doesn't give you enough They're to gonna say, say shrunk, this is I'm a good. reboot. Yeah, I don't want to see Shrunk. But if you said, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a third time. Or, or again is already moving. Oh, is it? Yeah. Same. So like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Oops, I shrunk them again. I'm Some, down on that. Like that. I'm down with that. Yeah. But shrunk just sounds like it's a Disney animated film. Yeah. Brave, Frozen, Shrunk. True. <laughs> I can't argue with you. Uh, Doctor Strange Two welcomes Sam Raimi as the new director, and even lands Michael Waldron, who is Loki's showrunner, to write a brand new script. So there's some bad in here yeah, because it needs a yeah, new script. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not a good sign. But they're getting a good. They're getting a good trusted source. I mean, Raimi he directed two fantastic Spider-Man films, and then Spider-Man Three. But the three, I after reading, doing my homework, it's the studio's fault. Sony's fault. Why three? I, they forced Venom on. He never wanted Venom. He never wanted Venom. And then they cast Topher Grace on And it almost ruined his career. My question to you originally was, uh, what was Sam Raimi's first directed movie? And I thought that would have been way too hard. I don't even remember what the answer was, so you shouldn't even Mm. try. It was like, he's been directing for a long time. Oh, he's been years. I I would have never got his first Yeah, I didn't even want to go there. Um, But I... Again, like I said, there's there's a lot of positive in this because Sam Raimi trusted director making his return to Marvel. Making no, I, I think the, it's a good fit, and, and you know I like the fit. The fact that it needs a new script, though, just don't overlook that. Yeah, yeah. They kind of snuck it in, like yeah. Sam Raimi, and it needs a new script. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a little. Like, it's like, all right, it, it just saying that Marvel wasn't happy with that first script. We, or Sam Raimi to, wasn't happy with it. We are going to get the Doctor Strange 2 little teases during WandaVision. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Benedict shows up for a, a half an episode or something. Yeah, makes a little I, I won't be surprised cameo. if any we get. I expect almost to see everybody. Yeah. I uh, 
I am, I'm, for the first time in a long time, when it comes to a main Avenger character, I'm not optimistic uh, about the script. I'm happy with with Raimi. Yeah. But like, this also says the movie ain't gonna be here for a fucking minute. No, I mean, it's gonna be a while. Right. They need a brand new script. If they need a brand new script, late 2022. I don't know what this does to the phase. Because it's gonna plans. it's gonna be a lot of special effects. Yeah. I don't know what that's gonna do with the phase four plans. Uh, let's see. Sony said October 8th, 2021 is a release date for an unnamed Marvel film. Since it's Sony, we have to assume it's in the Spider-Man universe. My pick is Craven the Hunter. I, I was on Craven. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be. There, there was already on, was it um, Morbius that they spotted Craven uh, trucks mm-hmm. on set. There was already rumored that they were working on a Craven. It's got to be Craven. Yeah, that's just unannounced at this time. I imagine we're going to see Craven in Venom 2. I, or because they're going to see the truck in Morbius, yeah. we saw that, and then we'll get a little bit more. In, in, it could in be Venom maybe the NTs or something end, like that scene, and then that'll set up his solo film for 2021, in. right? 2021. Yeah. Although, if they haven't started filming it yet, and we don't even know it exists, that's a quick turnaround. A year and a half. It's quick yeah, turnaround. but it's Craven the Hunter. It's not like you're, you know, you're not. I don't know. It's you're, you don't need as much. They can do it. CGI budget. as Venom does and Carnage. Like it's it's just it's a guy in an outfit, right? There's yeah, no, there's nothing. It. Doesn't he have animals with him though? Yeah, well, you know he's a hunter. He kills. He's a hunter that kills all types of animal, and that's why he wants to hide Spider-Man, who's the best. You know, the, you know, I guess the strongest person on Earth or whatever. Speaking of the strongest person on Earth, bad transition for this one. Rain Johnson's Knives Out is officially getting a sequel. I'm psyched on this, and I still haven't seen Knives Out. I saw. Knives out. No, I didn't see the movie. I might have saw ten minutes, but it wasn't. I could. It, it was in a, a situation where I couldn't focus. There was too Fair much. Co- there was too much shit going on, and I was like, you know what? I can't. This is a movie that I know that I have to focus on and pay attention. I don't need a million conversations going on. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait off. Wait off till I can actually just I buy it on Blu-ray. A, I and think buy it's it on digital now. So it'll be on Blu-ray. It'll be on Blu-ray in a couple of weeks. We're doing a Frozen Two watch party this weekend. I've stayed away from spoilers as a dad. That's a good thing. Good for so, you. Good. To, I'll tell you good Saturday. You. My hey Elsa, she's looking fine. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it wasn't that good. I heard I heard mixed things with that one. Well, the soundtrack is going to what's make that movie good or not. It's like, on a pedestal. Simple as that. It's on a pedestal. It's, if, if it's got a bit, and when you have Panic at the Disco reprising one of your songs, it's, it's just I don't I don't see that one working out. And I like Panic. There's not a Disney band. Uh, let's see. Good news again for the Knives Out stuff. Happy to see it. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting a reboot film by the Toehills who directed The Dig. I think they came out in 2018. Didn't they just like redo this like two, three years ago? No. no? Um, I want to say the last thing in Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like 11. Was it that long? I just I could have sworn something, something popped up. I mean, I th- these movies aren't for me, so I, I know I, I won't be uh, checking we, this one out. Because we, uh, bitch. We, yeah. we. I don't yeah. like horror movies. Either. Yeah, I mean, Ash may make you watch this one. I have to. Of course yeah, I have so to. I know I'm missing uh, it. That's why I bought an iPad for when we have to watch horror movies together and I can put on Twitch in the background. Yeah. We watch a lot of shit where I'm like, no, I'm paying attention. Yeah. But on the arm of the recliner, I got Twitch hidden. Of course. <laughs> the Akira film could be in major trouble. I mean, I think this film's been in trouble. Yeah, for a while. And I think they, I think it was what uh, Tiki Watiti was asked if he would direct it. And he basically said... I doubt it. Yeah, I, the project will probably happen, but I don't know if I'm going to be attached to it. It's a pretty yeah. damning thing to say. Yeah, it don't look good. But I do hope it eventually gets made because I, I still think it's one of the best anime movies out there. 
I, I truly, I truly believe that. This is supposed to be a live action adaptation yeah. of the of the anime yep. movie, right? Yep. Which would be uh, crazy. I'd be interested to see what the hell they do with that. Yeah, another movie that could be interesting to see what the hell they do with that is Spiral from the Book of Saw. Chris Rock's interpretation of the Saw franchise. It got a trailer. I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see oh, this one. Did? I didn't see this one. I did. No good. It's on our Facebook, I think. Um, and this is his reboot of the Saw series. It's like it's it takes place in the universe. I just, I'm over it. We got nine or ten of them. But it's a different, it's not Dr. Gordon and Jigsaw. It's just in that universe. I don't even know if Jigsaw is in it. I think it could just be like maybe a copycat killer or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it is Jigsaw and they're hiding it for Tobin Bell to make a grand triumphant return to spiral. He he does have a great voice. This is to me, to me, this is Dreamcast the movie. It just looks like the Dreamcast logo that was drawn with wet paint. It's a little drippy. Uh, I'm waiting to like get the controller with the v- UMV digital memory card where you can see the plays in NFL 2K on your memory card. This is a terrible trailer. It was terrible. Oh, Samuel so L. Jackson was terrible. Oh, Chris Rock Jeez. was just Chris it Rock. Was, it was just bad. <laughs> it was just bad. I don't know if they were trying to be funny or play it straight, but they missed both. Wow. It's a bad trailer. It's not good. It's a bad trailer. It's not good. Uh, speaking of bad trailers, <laughs> Fast and Furious 9 had a trailer come out the last time you were on an episode two weeks ago. The day after that, so we've been sitting yeah. on these impressions for two weeks. It's John Cena and all. What'd you think of the Fast and I Furious mean, it, Nine trailer? It's just bonkers. It, it it looks he's swinging from a rope. It's terrible. It, it, it's a terrible. Trailer. It looks like I. You're gonna watch it. I have to. I'm, day one. I'm in too deep. Pro- I mean, probably. I mean, like it's it's a movie now where you just leave your brain at the door and you know that it's you're been you're, a movie you're, where you leave it since Fast Five. Minimum. At least. No, whenever, I would say whenever he was on the truck and then, like, goes over an intersection, catches Letty in midair, hits a car. Like, after that moment, I was like, wow. <laughs> but Han's back. That's my boy. Uh, I got to see how they bring him back. We know uh, Tokyo Drift was your favorite, so I thought maybe you'd have an interest because you see Han. Other than that, I mean, it looks like other kid, Josh Lucas. From, was Josh Lucas? Like I was in Tokyo Drift, the other guy who plays who oh, was Lucas in Lucas uh, Hood. Yeah, he was in Friday Night Lights, yeah. the movie Friday Night Lights. He was so he, I don't know how part he he has it. Um, I I gotta see it. It just looks bonkers. Uh, and, and then to hear Ben Diesel say, "Yeah, they're right in ten. They're thinking they're gonna split it up into two movies and then end the saga there and then have spinoffs." I was like. Holy shit, we still got five, six more years of Fast and Furious. We're going to skip the box office for this week because our site doesn't have it updated uh, with this weekend's box office Go take. see Sonic um, or, or Birds of Prey. No, no, that's upcoming. Oh, oh, We got the upcoming. The box office we don't have. Birds of Prey was number one, yeah. but it did critically bomb. Yeah. So I don't even know well, what well, the Critically, fuck it did good. Just box office wasn't there. Financially bomb. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, critically did well. Critically acclaimed, financially not so much. So you have to go see this movie to be able to support it because without it, that movie's going to go away, uh, which is a shame. That's uh, why you got you got to support all Marvel, DC, Valiant, Image, whatever comes out. You got to support it if you want more. Video game movies like Sonic the Hedgehog, which comes out today, Fantasy Island, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Downhill, which gets a solid 4.0 on IMDb, The Photograph. Enter the Fat Dragon. That's my type of movie. Uh, Ordinary Love. I think that also has... Yeah, that's Liam Neeson. Uh, Buffaloed, which is hilarious, I think. 
uh, and Love Aj Khan. So I think you either go see Sonic or you go see Harley Quinn. Wow. Easy, easy too. We are going to have a rough. Oh, it is. I already know it's going to be rough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's not enough for a while. Oh, dude, do you know that the Jesus Rolls, which is the big, is already coming out in two weeks? This movie just got its first teaser. And I don't even really have Zero any. Marketing. I don't even have interest I'm in it. I'm skipping it. I don't know. The Invisible Man. Like, I, this I, it's is, like I like John Tartoro, but is it enough? I don't listen, know. Listen, all you got to remember is February 27th, Netflix, internationally, Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, Evolution is getting is coming out dubbed. So uh, That's awesome. Just, just pay mind to that. Skip everything else. In the TV section, my favorite story of the week the Hollywood Reporter has said and confirmed that a Mighty Ducks TV series is coming to Disney Plus this year. 10 30-minute episodes based in present-day Minnesota where the Ducks may even play the role of the bad guys. A young kid tries out for the Ducks and doesn't make it or gets cut. So the Ducks act as the bad team, kind of like the Hawks in the first one. And oh, by the way, Emilio Estevez is back as Gordon Bombay. Which I said from the beginning... I'm in. As long as you got Emilio, he's in. You got me. This was heavily rumored, and we stayed away from it because it was just rumored, 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 rumored. And we said, let's wait till it gets fully announced, yeah. and then we'll hit it. So it gets fully announced today, and we hit it. Then, after it gets announced, two hours later, it confirmed that Emilio's in it. Yeah. And then Emilio confirms himself that he's in it. And then they share a set photo yeah. of him on skates with a team of kids. And I'm like, this went from zero to 60. Yeah. So quick, but, no, but no Joshua Jackson. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm kind of hoping he pokes his head in, but definitely no Greg Goldberg. Oh, he, he he's definitely not getting in. I I had to do it. You've seen the photo. Yeah, I had to do it, but no, I know. I uh, let's just no. take it in of of yeah. That. Uh, trust me, I I I, that's, that's, I feel so bad for you know whatever happened in his life because he was great as Goldberg, and that was it. I've said it again. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. His name is Greg. My name yeah. is Greg. Yeah. We are both hockey goalies. We are both from Philadelphia. Both of our parents own delis. Yeah. We are the same. Um, I'm glad you didn't go his direction at the end. (sighs) What a sad story. If you don't know about it, just Google Greg Goldberg where he is now and you'll find out all about it. God, you know, I hope you, you bounce back. I really, really do. Diego Luna says that the Rogue One prequel series will begin filming this year. I wanted to spend more time in the Mighty Ducks thing. I want to make that clear, but we're moving on. I, I didn't I don't know I, I don't want a prequel I want new that's shit that's what Rogue One was I know but <laughs> we're it's getting like, the prequel to the prequel that's prequel. what I'm saying it's like fuck but it's ahead of the prequels it's the sequel to the prequels but a prequel it's, to this prequel but dude, the prequel I know yeah. just when I read it like it's like obviously I'm still gonna have to fucking say it's it it's the pre-sequel but I'm just fuck move forward get out of these characters give us something new but they're still taking that step well, back because it's the prequel to Rogue One which was the prequel to episode 4 I highly doubt we're getting anybody from episode four, like Vader or anything like that. I highly doubt it. I think this is going to be. Yeah, because if they cross paths, they should, he should be dead. I think yeah. it's going to be. He would have never made it to Rogue One. Right. We know yeah. that he makes it to Rogue One. So I think this is going to be new characters. And like the Mandalorian did it right. That's also in that same universe. It's just at a time where we won't yep. see Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So like they're mentioned, the Jedi is mentioned, yep. the whatever. I think Rogue One can do that and pay homage to the source material yeah. without going headstrong into it and relying on those characters. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm still going to see it. Just I, I just want something new. I don't want no more pre- no prequels. Come on. Owen Wilson reportedly cast in a major role for the Loki series. Hello, 
Yeah, I mean, wow. wow. I, I, I I have no idea. I, I love Owen Wilson. I, I just, it, it'll be weird to see him in a Marvel, a Marvel series. I was begging and praying to every fiber in my being that that was going to be your opener. Wow. The best damn voice in the business, Sam Maturo. Wow. <laughs> and if you were like, what the fuck? Then they would have got it later. <laughs> oh, man. I, listen. I, I, I'm going to watch the show no matter mid, what. Mid-2000s, Owen Wilson, bigger actor than he is today. Right now, he's not in a million things. No, he's, he's not, not. He's not in the front of the public eye like he used to be with Wedding Crashers and that whole. I'm still waiting for a sequel. Dupree. Even though they say that the IT one internship was like the kind of sequel, which Google, it wasn't. The Google one? I yeah, actually like internship. That. No, it was funny, but it wasn't on Wedding Crashers level. No. That was just. Nothing is. It's one of the greatest comedies of our era. Uh, and I mean that it. wholeheartedly. It is one of the most quotable movies ever made. Yeah, I, I just I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what, what he's doing in this Loki series. Uh, does that signal to you that this Loki series is going to have a brick of a spruce of comedy? I already figured it did because I Tom Will- Hiddleston. He yeah, he Tom just Hiddleston. he has that. He's just like especially Thor Ragnarok. They they had a great they had great chemistry. Yeah, but Hemsworth probably not going to make. No, he ain't going. If he does, he'll have a very small role. This is the Loki that disappears in the bank in Endgame. So. Hemsworth is like, I don't even know if he cares if he's yeah. on the run, if he's chasing him. I don't think we're going to – maybe, like you said, a very small cameo towards the end of the season. But if it's if it's Tom Hiddleston's Loki and Owen Wilson going on space adventures through time, and, I'm cool with that. Oh, I'm in. I'm 100% and especially in like, Wow. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> you had to see Sam look from one end of the room to the other and scan across and just go, Yeah, like wah. he was looking at like the space. Like he was looking space, at space. You know what I mean? wah, like a shooting star. <laughs> I can imagine Owen Wilson. And, and everyone stuff. would laugh. That oh would get God. a hit. This story is for me. I had yeah, to put I, it in I saw there. it. I was happy for you. Sex Education has been renewed for a season three on Netflix. Season two came out January of 2020. It's already on my list of top three shows for the year. Season one was unbelievable. I did a review of season two, I think two episodes ago, maybe three. So go check out my impressions of of Sex Education season two. Super psyched on this. It has a lot more story to tell. I hope it gets back to a little bit more of the first season with the clinic as opposed to the triangles. But I'm okay to continue to explore the triangles. This is one of those shows where you want X to happen so bad and you wait every episode. And you ever watch a show where you want X to happen and the it's like literally this far away from happening, just like oh, a, a hair away from happening, and then it doesn't, but you get pissed at it. This is the but type of show it. where you love that it that, that something else happened because you want it to happen that bad. That's Lucifer every episode. Great. Love it. Love I know. Sex, that's why I'm you'd on. You love sex education. Yep. Castlevania season three will launch on Netflix March 5th, right around the corner. I had no idea it was this soon. I literally got so excited because will Dante show up? Ain't that the whole thing? So I'm, 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 I love Castlevania season one. I love season two. I, I think even it. more. Yeah. I'm ready, man. I doubt he's. I doubt. I don't know, Dante. man. I, I know I, there's the whole animated. Where he's got something up his sleeve. Oh, I he's don't think he'll show up in like a major role. I'll take anything. Would you think that the Castlevania and Devil May Cry universes are intertwined? Because that's what that would confirm that they take place in the same. Why universe. not? That's Konami and Capcom. That's why. They're take a chance. They're two, they're two different companies. Uh, I don't know. We'll hey, see. if Sony and Marvel can to do something, anything's possible. Hard disagree. Uh, Ray Donovan has been canceled by Showtime, not given a final season, just flat canceled. But, 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 uh, Liv Shriver actually posted, I guess our voices have been heard. People on Twitter 
So he basically said, keep it coming because there's still a chance that they might get their clothes out. Because Ray Donovan like a, has like, like a, a feature film 90 minute thing. No, I, I think they may get like a um, six episode. Yeah, just a, some six. Like, because it didn't end. Like, the I way mean, it they, ended, it didn't get closure. And they have said that season seven's finale will now be the series finale. And I haven't seen it yet. And now and, this news does and it was, not make it, me want to watch and, it. And it wasn't a finale. It, yeah. it, it was like, okay, they, they're still, they, they, didn't, they didn't wrap this one up yet. Because there's still shit out that's like, what happened to him? What's going on over here? So I, I think after seven seasons, I think the show deserves to get a, its and final unf- bow. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm alone when I say that, like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. Just because, because of that? It would be a waste of time. I, it, there's nothing to watch towards. There's no fin, there's no finale to watch towards. But I I truly think that it's going to come back. If it does, then I'll watch yeah, it. Once if, once I saw that from Liv Schreiber and all the castmates, all the writers, even if like it's Veronica Mars, where a decade later it gets a movie that ties up a lot of the loose ends, I'm in for that. I can wait. I think we're going to hear something within the next month or two of wow. saying that. Like the, the way he, he worded, he just said, "Keep it coming." So I think something's going to be announced. Hey, listen, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Lucifer happening Dude. quickly, anything can happen. Exactly. The power of social media. I'll take over in the gaming space. We'll start off with a review. It's called Dreams. Sony has been working. Well, not Sony. It's a it's a PS4 exclusive. It's a Sony first-party owned IP. Um, this game has been in development for damn near a decade. It's been available for uh, alpha and pre-alpha for... I don't know, closed access for almost a year. It is now getting ready for a full launch, and it's out by the time you're listening to this. Um, Media, Molecule, uh, Media Molecule has been, again, like I said, working on it forever. It's a game where you can create things in this universe. People made a good Superman game in this game. You can make little movies. You can make mini video games. You can make whatever you want. Basically, make your dreams come true. You can make a plate of breakfast food if that's what you want and share it in dreams. Here is the review. It's a cliche, but dreams really is something that needs to be played to fully grasp its understanding. It's unlike anything else, an ambitious project that has been expertly brought to life by Media Molecule, an audacious experiment in game design that gives you endless ways to enjoy your time with it. The creation tools allow for ultimate expression despite there being few controller-related challenges to work around. Never enough to deter, though. The vast range of experiences already offered via dream surfing means that no two sessions of playing will ever be the same, offering fresh ways to have fun every single time you start it up and see what the community creations have popped up along the way. Whether you just want to create, purely play, or get involved in a little bit of everything, Dreams offers it all to you. This is one dream I urge you not to sleep on. 8-5? Okay, that's solid. Pokemon Home is just out like right now like right now they just dropped it it just came out no announcement nothing they gotta announce it they didn't give a a shadow drop they didn't do a release date they didn't do nothing and i'm like to me like a shadow drop is like a nintendo direct giving you the announcement and then saying it's out now yeah this is just like fuck we know we're gonna get slammed like did they did they tweet it did they I think they tweeted it after, like well after. It's the like, oh, it's been out for like four hours, guys. I, I, I didn't know. I we were watching Ozark, and I just like was I I'm playing Pokemon. Well, I finished Pokemon Blue. I started it after the podcast last week. I finished it in fourteen hours and change. Um, done. Hall of Fame. Let's fucking go, baby. Did one missing no glitch because I needed to relive my childhood. Uh, Can you guess what item? 
Did I do the 99 rare candies? Did I do master balls? Did I do potions? Did I do revives? which one? Did you? Yeah, I did one master ball glitch where uh, you get, or the the missing uh, no glitch where you get 99. You surf up and down Cinnabar Island. Oh, oh yeah, that, the missing that, that was an old code, and it, and it gives it was a glitch. Yeah. It gives you 99 or more of certain item. I did it one time for one thing. What was it? The master ball. So I got 99 master. You cheater. Of all things, you, that's how you Bullshit. cheat. I could have gotten rare candies and just leveled all my things up to 100 and then just wrecked shop. No, yeah, I, that, wanted no to, I, I, think, I wanted to catch the legendary birds and not be pissed off. No, and I think that's the easy one like to, to do. Like, okay, get the master ball. There's Mewtwo. There's M3. I think you're Mewtwo, the, Well, Mewtwo's after you beat the Elite Four. You don't get that till later. later. And then should you get what? The Game Shark, you can get Mew. Right? Yeah, Into the game one? Shark, you can get Mew. But see, oh, yeah, I did it with Master Balls because I didn't feel like fucking catching anything. So that's just what I dealt with. I didn't put any of the legendary birds in my final team. Yeah, you, never, I can, you never do. I just wanted to catch them. Yeah, that's it. Pokedex, that's it. My, my final team was uh, Venusaur, Jolteon, Kadabra, because nobody's got a link cable yeah. these days. Can't trade. Um, uh, Aerodactyl, and I, I, Snorlax. Snorlax was over. His, his HP yep. and Gyarados. Yeah, he's, he was a beast too. Yeah, they, were, they were my teams, but Pokemon Home is just out. I it's, so anyway, I was playing the game and I go on Twitter and I see people with screenshots of these new Pokemon in Sword and Shield and this Pokemon is Pokedex. I'm like, wait a minute, is it in beta? So I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I go on Cerebi and there it is, screenshots of it's out. Go. I haven't downloaded it yet. Nice. No, and I won't. Go for you. Go it's for you. Sixteen bucks a year. Nah, fuck that. Which is a small price to pay. But like, I think because I don't have that level 100 Blastoise from my childhood yeah, anymore. We've said before that I don't have the urge to go back to old games and either pay for or whatever to like keep them in new games. My goal is to just go catch them in whatever game is out. I just want to fill my decks that way and not bring in stuff. Yeah. So uh, I don't and I don't play competitively, so I don't have a lot of necessarily need to do that now there is a free version on your phone and on the switch that can house 30 pokemon that i will use eventually for my shinies that okay. i have a place to sense. store that my shinies sense. and maybe my legendaries because that's pretty cool legendaries are hard to get so maybe i'm debating we'll see i only have three shinies or maybe four and there's only 30 spots in the free version so we'll see how that works but yeah, Pokemon Home, I'm, I'm not super excited about it. From what I've seen, it looks cool. People are having a lot of fun with it. There's a weird, really weird Professor Oak in it. There's a new Professor Oak in it. Uh, but uh, not 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 for me. It was very weird that they dropped that right there. Yeah. Very weird. I'm, I'm suspecting you, Pokemon Company. It's a big misstep. Crash Bandicoot's new game leaks. Yeah, baby. Congratulations, dude. You I, got your new Crash game. I, I, didn't, I didn't see this. It's a mobile game. Congratulations. Oh, it's a temple. I was going to say, I was like, well, I would know this news. There's... It's a temple run style mobile yeah. game where it's like an endless yeah. runner. I'll never get it. Uh, if it's free, I'll get it. Nah. Nah, I got the Insane Trilogy. I'm good. I like temple run for like when I'm taking a shit. It's not a bad five minute time saver or time killer. But at the end of the day, give us real crap. Yeah, please. Come on. Stop this crap. The Outer Worlds on Switch has been delayed. This time it's legit. It's the coronavirus. Pissed. Yeah. So um, the coronavirus is, they came out and said, we, you know, this is going to. And they straight up said it. It's going to delay it indefinitely. They don't have a new Yeah, there's no date. That's that's not good. So, I mean, the coronavirus ain't good. So uh, I will say this, though. They're trying to make it up to you by, and they said, 
originally the physical version of this game, the the copy that you could buy at a GameStop, would when you open it, much like Fortnite, it wouldn't have a cartridge. It would have a piece of paper inside with a download code. But for those people like me who like the case and the physical, there you go. They said to make up for the delay, they're going to release the cartridge. Oh, that's cool. That's a really good that's thing. Cool. So A, hope everybody's healthy. True. B, take your time. The Outer Worlds is out on other platforms, and I'd probably rather play it on Xbox One. It's on Game Pass uh, or PS4. Uh, and B or C, wherever I'm at. You get a cartridge now with it. So when it does come out, go get yeah. the physical. Rod Ferguson is leaving the coalition to join Blizzard and oversee the Diablo franchise. Coalition. You know, I said coalition? You said coalition. Coalition. But this news, normally if somebody leaves a studio, like we wouldn't put it in here. Like the head of Rockstar who created Red Dead Redemption left. I think it's Michael Hauser or Robert Hauser. He left and we didn't report on it. I'm reporting on this because Rod Ferguson, first of all, Gears of War very close to me. Rod Ferguson has been with Gears. He came to Microsoft and Epic to work on Gears of War. He's been on it since 2005 when Gears of War, which was October of 06, started. He's been on every Gears of War game. He's now leaving to go oversee Diablo with Blizzard, which is fine. Money talks. Huge franchise. Money talks. I get it. This is the equivalent. If the Russo brothers left Marvel, that's how that's big, how big it is to Xbox players. That's how big this news is. So let it sink in that Gears of War is going to change. Diablo's going to change in the in the positive as, as well. Gears of War already l- had to suffer the loss of Cliffy B, who, by the way, Cliff Blazinski, who created the damn game. It's his idea. So now you have Rod, who was the other OG. Now he's gone. It's like if Ed Boon and John, like John Tobias, left Mortal Kombat. You could tell. If Ed Boon ever left uh, NetherRealm, Mortal Kombat would suffer. It's the same thing. This Gears wow. of Wars, I'm I'm not excited for the future. Interesting. Best of luck, though, Rod, and you deserve it. You're a brilliant man. Hang on, what, Diablo 5? They, is, is 4 a thing? I know Diablo 3 just got remastered There's always so many, so many expansions so I, I can ever... 4 is a real thing, so maybe 5 will be the next one. The Wonderful 101 is finally getting a Switch remaster. Yeah. Um, been wanting this for a long time. I've been saying if you're going to redo a Wii U game, uh, it was a Wii U exclusive. Do Wonderful 101 Platinum. Put it on Switch. They put out a Kickstarter because I guess Nintendo didn't want to publish it. They're going to now publish this game too for the first time. Uh, Kickstarter hit in like an hour or two. It's already raised over a million dollars. Oh shit! So the people want this game. Like people want Platinum games. Why don't they just do that for Mother? Uh, I would imagine that the people who own the rights are Nintendo. I'd imagine the Platinum is not Nintendo, so they own the rights to Wonderful 101. So I don't think that uh, the studio who owns the rights to Mother, I think that it is Nintendo. I'm not sure. But it's a great question. I would give anything to play Mother. I know. I figure I know you would donate money towards it. Uh, The Kickstarter was so successful, in fact, that we're getting a PC and PS4 version. We're also getting a speedrun option in the game. And... If they hit the next stretch goal, we're going to get a side game, which would be a 2D platformer, which is my cup of tea. So uh, Wonderful 101, getting its just desserts. Really happy for you. As we move into the music section, I take back over. Newfound Glory has announced its 10th studio record and supporting tour. Name the band they're going on tour with. Uh, I forget. Was it someone? Yeah, you know them. Was it Cartel? Nope. Cartel is back, baby. Yeah, yeah, I know they are back. They are going to play a show with a bunch of great bands. Yeah, but not near us. No, no, nobody near us. Uh, Who the hell did I see that they were with? Simple Plan. 
Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think Neck Deep. I'm pretty sure that's uh, the other one. Honestly, like I never I never really listened to New Found Glory. I never really did. It's a shame, my friend. I, I legit can't name one song. Been a fan since '99. Yeah, I know you've been a long time. 1999 is my first time listening to them. Uh and I saw them for the first time ever in 2002. They opened for Blink. Wow. In Camden. Great. Like, I know they have a huge following. Hey, yep. 10th Literally, studio 10th album. That's great. May 29th, it's called Forever and Ever Times Infinity. They have a new song out now called The uh, Greatest of All Time, and they have a video for it as well. And again, a tour with Simple Plan, so go check them out uh, on social media. Uh, if you want to get the latest to see if they're coming to you, but like Sam mentioned, Cartel coming back for Chain Fest, which is in Anaheim, Chain Reaction. Huge show uh, or a huge place out in California. Uh, it'll be at the Five Point Amphitheater, which is like literally opposite of the uh, country from us. Jimmy Eat World, Taking Back Sunday, Circa Survive, Saves the Day, and Berlin, Glassjaw, Cartel, and Acceptance. That, that, that's a solid list. That's, that's 2003 list. us would be just as hyped as 2020 us. Like that's a great. I don't know, now like I'm hurting, so I was like, my younger self would have definitely liked it more. Saturday, May 23rd at the Five Point Amphitheater, being put on by Live Nation. So check that oh, out from Cartel. Lucky people. And our friends in Heavy Things are also the same day as Jake Fine releasing a new single right now. It's available. Um, so go listen to it on Spotify or wherever you get your music streamed to you. Check out their social media. I'm sure they have a tease of the song, but it's out now. I can't wait because we're recording this in the past. I can't wake up to wake up or can't wait to wake up and drive to work and listen <laughs> yes. to it. Woo! That was it. a tough you one. You got it. Their last single, Old Friends, was my favorite single of 2019. So like super hyped on this news, our friends over in Heavy Things. So some positive music stories this week. Plus, we had our interview earlier with Jake Fine. What a musical a night. Solid music day. Now we're going to go into some weird shit. The other section. Literally anything else we want to talk about. This is where our top three is going to be housed for the week. Uh, the Reaper of Death has been discovered. Wait, was it basically it was like an apex predator? Like the- It was in the same family, a cousin of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So a new dinosaur species, for you that don't know, has been revealed in Canada. And as soon as I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, it has nothing to do with us. But I have to add it to the podcast. Well, I'm a dinosaur just, now. Yeah, and I know you are. And I was like, I think Greg would appreciate this. I was going to talk about it regardless. Yeah. So, okay, cool. you know, I wasn't going to make it like a story. I was just going to mention it in passing. Yeah. But then Sam came up with the brilliant idea of let's do our top three dinosaurs for the top three this week. Motherfucker. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking go, okay. baby. My number three. I, I. OK, the way I did this is each one kind of meant something to me in like a weird way. Triceratops is my number three. To me, it was always the way they pictured it. It was T-Rex's rival. So it's like you have this big ass T-Rex and you had this trihorn beast as like the head of his a, shield. And it's an herbivore. Yeah, so. herbivore and, and it's was. Uh, yeah, it, obviously Sorry, it was. Unless there, unless there's some one out there. In but, Indiana. But like just like it was just so freaking cool looking. And and probably maybe power mighty more for Power Rangers. Maybe the his triceratops, maybe that has something to do with it being in my top three. I just thought he was he was like he was little compared to the height of the T-Rex, but just I always thought he was a badass, like Damn, you stand up to the T-Rex. To be fair, there are females. True. So, Very true. Definitely not just a male species of dinosaur. I also might went through my Rolodex of Power Rangers to determine some of my top three. I'm a frog. Great line from the movie. Jeez. My, my number three, uh, a very well-known dinosaur, um, very popular in Japan and with the kitties, 
Bulbasaur. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, uh, the Spinosaurus. Oh, okay. The big Vicious. spine down, down it. Yeah, I know what it is. Vicious. Yeah. Grew to 49 feet tall, larger than the T-Rex. Yeah. Had a sail on its back that actually was like spine covered in flesh. So very hard, very bony. Uh, and that could reach six feet high. You run into one of those in the street, you're fucking running. You said how high? Six sixty? Six feet. Just the spine. Oh, just the spine. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, the gotcha. dinosaur could go up to 49 yeah, okay. feet. Okay. That's what I was, was going to say. Which is taller than the T or longer, taller. However, you want to think of dinosaurs. Some are bipedal, some are on four legs, some of them flew. So, like, size is relative. But uh, 49 feet, goddamn taller than my house at 33 that's a, feet. That's a scary beast. That's a scary beast. My number two, Ankylosaurus. He is, the, it was a little, it was only 20 feet long. He was big. He, he was big, but. Just the size of the was, He was a herbivore, but they think. Sam's two for two in the herbivore department, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't some, like the carnivores. Some of all, But he's I, a hunter. Yeah, true. So he like, he had this huge spiky armor work because they kind of basically said that they thought that a T-Rex wouldn't be able to penetrate his armor. And if you know, he had that big tail that had like that ball bag the big, at the end. Sweep, sweep the leg, Johnny. So th- that's kind of how I thought of him. Like he'd be battling, sweep out someone's leg. He also leg has and some spike really him. hard. Oh, like, he's, he's, he's all armor, spiked you know armor, his whole body. And I just, he, for whatever reason, as a kid, I always freaking liked him. That's what the Pokemon was after him. There's a Pokemon after him. Shield was like that. Was, that's was cool. after him. Yeah. It's evolution would look yeah. more like what yeah. you're talking about, but I just literally pulling it up on my phone as we speak. Yeah, there are Pokemon for a lot of things, one of them being a dinosaur. My number two um, means a ton to me. It's the reason I got into dinosaurs. That's the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, the reason that dinosaurs are popular yeah. in the first place, not the biggest, not the strongest, not the I fastest. Mean, thank Jurassic Park. But the most popular um, arguably like the great white, not the biggest, not the fastest, not the strongest, but the most iconic yep. shark, um, who also sharks in the same family as dinosaurs, if so facto. But the first dinosaur I ever learned about without T-Rex, I wouldn't have become the dinosaur nut that I am. Jurassic Park wouldn't have been the phenomenon that it became. It's an iconic dinosaur in immensely vicious and one that if you were in a back alley and it was just legs crossed, trench coat on, smoking a cigarette, that's not the dinosaur you'd want to run into. No, never. Of course, my number one is Tyrannosaurus Rex. As mostly every kid, it's a little hockey fight broke out. Sorry. Um, Fly guys up 6-2. Yeah, I believe they just won. I, I, who doesn't like my love for Jurassic Park as a kid? I, I just had this fascination. I, I still have this memory in kindergarten. I'm trying to think of the great memory you can't remember it. i know i'm trying to think of her fucking name my teacher's name miss hall zach yeah, wow I, I, I had to dive deep i almost had a freaking aneurysm so we always had these big ass jug of dinosaurs so before you got that you had to pass this coloring thing and she had to approve it and then say go so we would always race to color because there's only one giant transverse rex so we'd always race you know i would say eight or nine out of ten times i'd get there because i was fast color and i'm fast i got there fast one time, I, I don't know what, I was off my color game. I guess I failed. I had to redo the color. A guy got there. I punched him in the face. Almost got expelled. But thank God they didn't. That's my memory of the Transverse Rex. This is the same guy that I said something to him along the lines of shut up. And he threw a ceramic coaster at my mouth. I and have, I'm still friends with you. I have no recollection. In Chubbs' living room in his duplex in Parkwood. Is the night we, we, took that those, night? we took those weird pictures, like we're standing back to back. Are we we're drinking? Doing the, we're doing this face. The, the chub, the chub face. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, that's the night you threw a fucking coaster in my face, you asshole. And I hit you. 
Yeah, me. right in the fucking mouth. And I was probably had a couple drinks. I'm pr- I'm proud of myself. Right here, my lip. I don't. I honestly don't remember. My lip blew up like a hot air balloon. You almost knocked my teeth out. I would have. Everything happens for a reason. I'd have thrown a fork <laughs> in your fucking eye. But anyway, my number one, a cousin of the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the Megalosaurus. Megalosaurus. Vicious looking beast. A little bit smaller than the Tyrannosaurus Rex, um, but only 30 feet. But here's why. Only 30. I know, right? Here's why. The Megalosaurus Rex started it all. He was the first, it was the first dinosaur to ever be named 20 years before the term dinosaur even existed. Wow. I had no idea. This was just a mythical beast for 20 years. That no one knew. Then some, I forget who came along and coined the term dinosaur. He was the first dinosaur ever to be named officially on record. Wow. The Megalosaurus. I believe that means like, um, something lizard, uh, like giant lizard or majestic lizard or something like that. Um, I'm going to go with Mega Lizard. Megalosaurus, 20 years before the term dinosaur was even coined. That was so cool to yeah, me that, as that a kid. Cool. And when you open your dinosaur books as a kid, it's always T-Rex, T-Rex, T-Rex. But when you open and you start to read, I just remember reading to my mom every night when I first learned how to read my dinosaur books. Every one of them. She is a saint for having the patience she did because I was a dinosaur nut, just like sharks. That's like that's my thing. Uh, and I always found it fascinating that Megalosaurus was the first dinosaur. He's number one in the Pokedex. So I, I really just I thought that that's was cool. Super no, that's cool. I, I had no idea. That, that's really cool. Yeah. So that is our top three for the evening. Our top three favorite dinosaurs. Let's continue down the weird path. Get ready to go to London, DC fans. It's crazy. They're they're making a Batman restaurant in London. I, in Soho. As it's, a matter of fact, it's going to be upscale as shit. It's it could probably be very expensive. Very expensive. If I am ever in London, I mean, I, I guess I have to attempt it to go there. But I think it's cool. It's just it's a little far. You ever find yourself going to London? Do you want to just you want to get in? A, I I mean, I think one get on a double decker, get on a plane, and head if, over. If I ever did, it would be like obviously to see you know the Eiffel Tower and shit. But Paris to me, my memory is Twisted Metal too because right. that's my favorite board and. You know, Paris is in France. Though. Yeah, Paris, France. I but I would London, have to I would have to do it all. I, I would obviously just clarifying for our yeah. listeners who literally all think that you think that Paris is in England. Just putting it out there that he does not. He knows it's in France. But still, that's what I thought of. You'd have to do a whole Yeah, that's the I'm thing. a tour. I would have to. Would, I'm not just gonna go there. I would have to do a little circle, hit big, a couple places. Big Ben is the big landmark in London and yeah, I don't go to, to Wembley, check out yeah. the football. See what at least Wembley. That'd be cool. But Airfare there, shit, that ain't cheap. I we have a friend whose sister lives in England. Um, I think I think they do live in London. They just had a kid. Um, Jay Coogley's sister lives in London. She, go she met, a, that's awesome. met a guy and and then they moved back to England. He's from England. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, awesome. It's a pretty cool story. Uh, he's a really nice guy too. I met him back when Danielle and Jay got married. Uh, Batman the animated series is continuing. Greg, why isn't this in the TV section? Because it ain't going to be a TV show. It's right up Sam's alley, though. It's going to be a comic book. It already was. At, well, this is this is a six-issue brand, brand new. Paul Dini is coming back. I believe it's April 1st. It's coming out digitally first. This year. Yeah, this year. And then I think they said it's going to go. I think they're doing two covers for issue one. I think it said May or June. So we're getting it this year. But I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i just wait for the. I, I, I don't like reading my comics digitally. I like having that. 
that comic in my hand, the smell of the paper, it just, it's nostalgia to me. Can't believe Paul Dini's coming back, and the cover, you see Batman, you see Nightwing, so, and he said there's going to be some other characters coming in, new and old, I, I can't wait. Just, I just have to kind of avoid spoilers for the digital readers, that's all. What what's the um I missed it. What's the difference in release dates? I th- I thought it said April first was digital, and then the actual comic issue one. I, I think it's May June. Okay, I think that was so it. So it's not too yeah, too it's, long. it's this year. It's got to wait a couple more months. Piece of cake. Uh, last story of the evening: WrestleMania thirty seven, which is twenty twenty one. So next year's WrestleMania has been announced for Hollywood. Wow! I'm not gonna lie. It's a pretty cool theme they can run with there. The whole Hollywood sign, the lights, camera, action theme. Hollywood Hogan. They're going to get, first of all, he is definitely going to make an appearance. Yes, Hollywood Hogan. Second of all, third of all, wherever I'm at, they're going to have so many celebrity cameos. They already try to do a lot of the celebrity cameo stuff, but they're going to be in Hollywood. Stone Cold comes back for WrestleMania. In Los Angeles. That, That would be great. The mean streets of Los Angeles. Every time he says it, I just smile. It's my boy. All right. That was our last story for episode 172. Thank you so much to Jake Fine for coming on the show. And thank you so much to Jake Fine for our outro music, which you're going to enjoy again in just a moment here. Really appreciate it, Sam. It's good to have you back. Good to be back. Uh, And we'll see everybody next week for episode 174. And we won't be working through the weekend.